Welcome everyone to the latest edition of Sticks and Kicks from Arizona. The land who certainly remembered that they have some of the most loyal and long-suffering fans across all franchises. And they decided to reward them across the board with blessings upon blessings. The Suns and Coyotes teamed up, traveled to L.A., stole the D to the Staples Center, and wrote Property of Arizona at the top. Signings, wins, stadiums, and hope for all begins right now. I am your host, Danny Odona, and with me is my roundtable of Sports Degenerates here to entertain you for the next couple hours. Gentlemen, talk to the people. Let them know how you're feeling. Starting with the man to my left, Mr. Jeremy Griffin. Oh, man, with that type of energy, how can you not feel pumped with everything going on in the Valley right now? How can you not be excited? People want to be here. Stars want to play here. And the Valley just keeps on winning. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. And let's just keep it going. Over there on the other side of the table, we got my man, the one, the only, Lucio. How you feeling today, baby? I'm doing great. I'm doing awesome, you guys. I'm doing fantastic. Just drove my happy ass from out of Gilbert over here to be here with you guys today. Uh, I'm excited, man. There's a lot to talk about. There's a lot of news out there. Very well worth it news. Awesome news for the Valley. And I can't wait to get started. Let's go. All right. Let's go ahead and get some stuff off the board right here. I mean, things that we are going to talk about in the show is, I think, the biggest news of the week coming out of Texas is that J.J. Watt signing. I think that is definitely Ooh. something that Mr. J.J. Watt, come on, three-time defensive player of the year, J.J. Watt decided to bring his talents to the basin. He's here, ladies and gentlemen. Who? Anybody? Roundtable degenerates, yes or no? Did you see that coming? No. I did not allow myself to believe. I did not allow myself to think that he could. And when that happened, source me. Boom. Cardinals. That day, we all went wild. I can't believe he's here. And we'll get to his contract because that is the second surprise. That Great conversation there. Oh, my goodness. Let's just be honest about it. Having him, uh, that was the start to a great morning. Yes. Start to a great morning great for morning, you guys. The, I know the day, Arizona Cardinals Ooh. were very happy to have him. And let's be honest, uh, this man can stay healthy. Him and Chandler Jones cause a lot That's of problems. That's a scary defense right there. That's a scary defense. We're also going to touch on, of course, the Arizona Coyotes, how they had their up and down week. It was very, very confusing, very, uh, a lot of whiplash as fans with these results that are, that are coming out. The Phoenix Suns, the hottest team in the Valley, hottest team in the NBA right now. Uh, I don't think there's a lot of people who can deny that. No, we're not number one seed, but at the moment, right now, name a team flying higher than the Phoenix Suns. That is what we are very excited about. But let's kick off right here with one of the founding teams that Sticks and Kicks was brought on, Phoenix Rising. Lucio, we are right on the premises of getting into the preseason, and we cannot be more excited. The news of the week for the Phoenix Rising is the return of James Musa to the Valley. It is official, coming back. Off oh, a yeah. with the MLS. Lucio, how does it feel to get a leader like that back into that locker room? It's great. I mean, Musa, for me, was always a good... Uh he was he was always a good uh, mid defender. Uh, he brought a lot of security, especially when uh, 
when uh, Lambert would be out or he'd be subbed in for Lambert or when they both started, I just always felt more secure there, especially because our back line when he was around, you know, when uh, we didn't have Corey Whelan and we didn't have some of the people we did, it kind of, like, helped us out, like, defense-wise. And I just like his leadership. I like his aggressiveness because he was, he was one of those guys that wasn't afraid to get down and dirty and get in there and give the hard tackles and give, uh, you know, some good contact to people. And he wasn't afraid to get in the mix. So, uh I really, I really enjoyed watching him play. I'm glad he came back. I was a little bummed. I remember when he left, I was kind of uh, annoyed because we were losing left and right. I mean, we lost Dia. We lost Musa. We lost, um, who was it? Was it Cortez or was it John? It was John, right? It was John we, first. We lost John and Oh, no, no. You talk about first Cortez. We lost first. Yeah. Replaced so, like, him we, with John. Then we lost John. John replaced Dia, him with and, and so, like, we just, we were, people were going left and right two seasons ago. So, I was very frustrated and annoyed with it. Um, so having him back is a it's a it's a nice welcome back. It's it's going to be a nice one, especially now that he's going to be de- debuting his return in the new stadium, the wonderful stadium that's still getting finished. By the way, it's still getting finished, and we have heard from General Manager Bobby Dooley that the stadium is on point, is on track to be completed by the beginning of the season. Uh, it should be around last week of April, first week of May that we start with the mm-hmm. official season this year, and the stadium. He said we'll be ready by then. The grasses have already been approved to play on for these preseason games coming up. And as always, we're going to have a couple of matchups against teams from the MLS. And uh, I think as in all sports, we need to like take each of these preseason games with a grain of salt because Mm -hmm. not only are the visiting teams, the MLS teams, not going to bring their full squads because they're also looking Mm -hmm. for their rotation, looking for their lineup for the year. But Phoenix Rising also has a lot of trialists. Mm-hmm. A lot of uh, young players from the academy. A lot of people who are trying to earn a spot onto this team. So uh, there's definitely going to be a lack of chemistry. And, um, you know, those those easy-flowing Phoenix Rising games that we're used to. Yeah, of course. I mean, with with any preseason, I don't expect a lot from the teams. It is nice when the team does win because it does show that they're getting the chemistry together very quickly. They are uh, playing well and they're, they're on the same page. So it'd be nice to see them uh, win uh, the majority, if not all, their games. Uh, obviously, if they lose, there's no harm, no foul. It's preseason. And it's it's a learning experience. It's it's like you said. There's gonna be trialists. There's gonna be new people. I mean, we haven't even dis- we haven't even talked about any backup goalies. So that's gonna be a new thing we're gonna see who's gonna be our backup this year because you know eric dick left and uh, obviously zach lubin is with us so um we got to see how that goes we have to see how everything's gonna get started yeah the starter set right though we have no absolutely no question about who the starter is gonna be. yeah no the starter is gonna be zach zach's earned that right to be the starter i mean he's played magnificent over the last three years and uh, you know you can't really take anything away from him he He's just awesome. Um, so definitely going to be starting. We just need to have a backup because he can't play every game. He can't be playing the cup games while the league games while we're playing all these other games, you know, like mid-game, mid midweek games and stuff like that when we have, you know, more important games going on because my thing has always been league. I've always been more interested in winning the league and winning the title than I am winning the stupid U.S. Open Cup, whatever, or the Sunshine Cup or whatever the fuck they call it when they call it. Uh, when they decide to call the fucking name of the cup, uh, it would be nice to win it. Like, not saying it's a bet. It's not. I a, mean, the the um, especially the uh, the, the mini, open cup. Yeah, the, I what, mean that would think of all the prestige that'll bring. The it, it would definitely, and that's what I'm saying. It definitely will bring prestige. But at the end of the day, too, it's like, what's that cup without winning a league? You know what I mean? It's like, what's the FA Cup without winning the league? It's still a cup and it's still important. Yet it's not. You know, the league. The league is where people are like, okay, this is the best team in England. 
the FA is like, you're the best team in this tournament, <laughs> per se. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing Musa play again and uh, all the boys that have come back and ready to see them do their thing. Now, I was looking at earlier uh, the, for these uh, upcoming preseason games. They're not all going to be full matches. And, Jeremy, you can uh, let me know if this happens in any other sport, none that I know of, where the preseason games, they'll – Change the times. For example, a few of the games that they're going to play is going to be two 30-minute halves instead of full 45. Uh, there's this one game I think they're only going to play 30 minutes. Uh, I believe that game is going to be down in Tucson. Um, and But just like unconventional timing just for the just for the sake of getting games done. I don't know if that's going on everywhere. Um, I don't know if that's a regular thing going on in soccer, but that is definitely something going on in, everywhere right now due to the <sighs> pandemic and with COVID. Unfortunately, um, yeah, no, a lot of the teams, uh, I'm sorry, my mic check, mic check, still right there, yeah, no, so, um, yeah, no, and a lot of sports, uh, that's happening right now due to the pandemic, I don't know if that happens a lot in soccer, but right now, yeah, I believe some of the, uh, spring training games i believe in baseball oh that's right they're only going to seven seven innings innings. yeah so i'm not you know i I know that's going on this season but i don't know if that's something that's a a relative thing that happens a lot yeah and and again that's is both of them are in preseason so just get the players starting to get warmed up starting to get loose again uh, get an in-match form all our preseason games are in arizona right yes yeah, so everyone comes to us. Come on, like, yeah, they're trying to mitigate the travel. Let's be the, the cactus league. They're trying to mitigate the travel as much as possible, which kind of puts us in a bad position having all these, you know, uh, people coming here. But with everything that's going on, hopefully it is getting better. The vaccine out there and stuff, you know. But that's a whole other subject. But um, yeah, hopefully we can go ahead and get back to some normalcy. But yeah, at the time, everybody is uh, coming to Arizona to go ahead and play their games, especially because of the time of the year it is right now, March. Other other places in the country, they're still frozen, and we're talking about pool parties. And that's why we've <laughs> all, and that's why we've always had you know the Cactus League here. That's why we always yep. get the teams like the Cubs and you know stuff like that. Well, then, could, yeah. I believe. Well, let's because I know we got the Cubs out in Mesa, the Athletics out of Mesa, the Athlet, the A's are out there. We got the Reds out in Tollison. Mm-hmm. The Angels. Brewers are in Phoenix. Yep. Angels are in Phoenix. Angels are in Tempe, Tempe. which is weird. Why would they? Why would and the Angels uh, come out here? San Francisco's in Scottsdale. Think, yeah, they're in Scottsdale. And then Peoria I just don't understand has, why any West Coast teams would come out here. I mean, it's kind of the same thing out there. Well, I think it's in just LA. to 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 get everyone in the same place. But like you said, for lack of travel, I mean, it's preseason. You don't want to be traveling. You know, to well, we play have games so right. many. So many. Oh no, yeah, you're right. Here. We have so many stadiums from Tucson I mean, down to Phoenix down to Tempe. Peoria and everything. Yeah, there's, Mesa, yeah, there's just stadiums all over here. And let's be honest, the weather is perfect baseball. Yes, weather. sir. And That's so we I got we got the the Cactus League here, and the other one is the Citrus League in Florida. So very very mm-hmm. sunny places, very good warm weather. So you just get to decide yeah. if you want a dry heat or exactly it, so, or humidity. I I don't know about y'all, but. Humidity, I, I die. I yeah, can't do humidity. I, I need dry. I don't mind. Especially when, you know, when you're soccer, I'm pretty sure, you know, that's why they're out here as well. I, I believe. Are they playing all their preseason games out here as well? Or Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah, see, exactly. You know, and, uh, yeah, that, I mean, that's a little hard weather to play some soccer in, in, you know, the weather that we're about to get. 
And well, a couple, we start and a couple playing soccer in May, so just imagine during the summertime we're going to be playing. It's, and that's what I'm saying. It's 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 ridiculous, man. Uh, the one thing that it does have going to is that there's not going to be any day games. Like it's all seven thirty and uh, and yeah and, and further. Okay. Uh, and late and later than <laughs> that, the, we ain't going to be playing no preseason game. No yeah. two o'clock games. Well, I it was, yeah, that, I think that's also part of it that uh that these uh there's a couple of preseason games. I believe there's one at eleven a.m. There's one and so, uh, another one at two eight, so two p.m. Something like that, but uh, but those are the ones that are only going to go like two thirty minute halves or one forty five minute halves. So the LA game is at one p.m. and then Salt Lake is at six. Yeah, this is the final month you're going to be able to play that one p.m. game. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> and you know what's funny about this whole situation? March twenty eighth is the first day of spring. Jesus, so we're technically still, yeah, we're, still <laughs> we're still in winter right now, ladies and gentlemen. It was eighty four degrees yesterday. I damn near went swimming. Yep, it is and it's getting there. And I saw a couple of people up on, on my timeline already, you know, maybe not fully in the I got the feet in the water, you know, barbecue going on. We like we've always said we will continue to say best weather in the country is always gonna be here. Even in the wintertime, while people make fun of us for like being cold with 30, 40 degree weather, hey, we could also be negative fifty somewhere else. So Hey, they make fun of us in July. We make fun of them in December. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> All right. So. And uh, the final thing we have here for the Phoenix Rising is that they have announced a partnership six-year deal with Adidas. Soccer giant Adidas is going to be the new brand of Phoenix Rising for their equipment, uniforms for both players and staff. Lucio, I know you have very strong feelings about this. We all know you're a Puma guy, but what do you think about this Adidas deal? So I'm not mad at it. Uh, the thing I just I'm more concerned about is not so much Adidas is Adidas. You know, Adidas is the big soccer giant right there next to Nike. So Nike, it goes, you know, Adidas, Nike, Puma in the soccer world. That's how it goes in order. Um, but the problem with Adidas being such a giant is that they lack a lot of um, creativity when it comes to creating their uniforms a lot of the times you look at their their kits and a lot of them look very similar to other teams and other nations and it's just there's nothing wrong with a nice clean look you know real madrid has a nice clean white look with the gold stripes fantastic it's great you know there's nothing wrong with that but it, it also begs the difference of like you know like do we want to pay 80 90 dollars for something like that when with macron and you know, they they were quite small. They had a little bit more creativity with how they incorporated the black jerseys with the lights in the back from the south, you know, where they did the the white jersey with the copper and then the names and everything inside the coloring of uh, the, the back of the, the jersey, the full jersey, basically. And then the red with the little diamonds, you know, that, that were coming, th th those were great. I like that kind of subtle detail. And I don't know if, if Adidas is going to hit those subtle details. I think it'll be plain. And I'm really hoping they, they get a little creative. But then again, it's their soccer giants, and they, they deal with a lot of uniforms. I, I feel like they're not going to give it the best. You know, they're going to be like, well, we do MLS. We do, you know, the the Liga. We do the, uh, you know, the uh, Premier League. We do Mexico. We do everybody, you know, like, eh, what's the USL? We'll just here. We'll throw some jerseys at them, and they better like them. You know, we, well, at least we got to deal with it for six years now. So, so you don't feel like they're going to take the time and uh – Time and detail to uh, the the, uh, the care. There's a high possibility that they won't. Okay. But if they do, uh, I won't be opposed to buying a jersey. I don't like Adidas, but I'll, I'll buy a jersey to support the team. I, I, for, for me, and this is a genuine question because I don't know the process, but uh, even though Adidas is 
making the uniforms who designs them is it adidas that gives them the design or is it something that phoenix rising sends to them like we want this design i don't know how that process works i'm pretty sure it's adidas kind of comes up with the main concept and then i think phoenix rising might have a say i'm i'm pretty sure carvana gets a say because carvana is one of their main sponsors who's like well, well it's the kid sponsor yeah right so they're the ones who are brand, like basically like giving the material and the money for them to you with they're the paying the bill basically <laughs> and adidas is just coming up with the concept of what they want now that being said i'm pretty sure every team has a say in kind of what they want but it also it, it comes down to like adidas being like well this is what we got we'll give you three options and if they all look the same i mean they're just gonna choose one of those three you know i don't think you who's gonna tell adidas like hey you know what do you have anything more you know huh more out there we'll, we'll use these jerseys again for another whole year before we, you know if you guys need more time you know uh i don't know I, I i'm i'm not sure how that works all right well that was the main the the main complaint on social media a lot, uh, a lot of people were very happy because of course adidas like you mentioned is the biggest name uh on the planet in terms of soccer mm -hmm. in terms of football but um the, yeah the biggest complaint was how plain their jerseys are mm -hmm. And my question is like, what more do you want? Do you do you want like flames on the side? <laughs> do you want you know like I think I was talking to you about yeah. it. Is that like uh, I've seen those leaked photos of the new uh, Tune Squad, uh, those the new Tune Squad uniforms for mm -hmm. LeBron James have that circle on the side. Do you want something like that with the baby blue color? Like, what more do you want other than you know the classic three stripes, your crest, your main sponsor, and we're good to go. Yeah, but the, and you're right in the in in most. And everything you're saying in the sense of like that's the the uniqueness or, or the the plane and like what more would you want from it but it's kind of like defeats the purpose when you've had someone or you've had jerseys that were like super well received the white ones from last year were one of the best white ones we've had uh period you know yeah, you, because they had that that subtle detail of all the towns and cities and it was on plain the, and it was but simple. yeah apart from that what does it have it was simple, yeah. but the thing is, that's what I'm saying. I'm I'm worried that they're just gonna be so simple. It's gonna look like Jeremy's plain white tee that he has on. It's simple. It works, and we get it. It's there to cover you and be the, the jersey. But is it? I mean, like, it's, it, does it, it do it for yeah. you? It it do it no, for there's no style. There's, there's no style, and that's yeah. kind of you know. That, I mean, even though this looks extremely luxurious on me and ladies and gentlemen, you <laughs> be able to keep your eyes off of me if you've seen me. But that's not the point. I see where he's going with the situation. We're not going for just plain style. We're going for, you know, we're the main attraction on the field. This is us. You know, we want you to notice us. And we Man, want throw you to some like drip it. on that bitch. Ah! And you know what? That's, that, that's great. And I will not oppose to that because, you know, what? that would be cool. Like, if we had, like, a subtle design, like a Phoenix wings on the on something. the arms, you know, uh, something like that, you know, claws on the yeah, sides, something. you know. A little subtle. Yes, I, I completely get that. I hope they use, I hope they do what they did with um, the Coyotes because, you know, Adidas sponsors the, the, the jerseys for the NHL. And the Coyotes, they have, like, little subtle things. I mean, look at the Kachina ones. They're really nice. But they have, like, the paws on, on right here with, like, the, the Coyote thing. Yeah. I mean, something like that would be really So you yeah. like detail. You're looking, that, for, that you're looking for just a little just extra a little pop. extra. Yeah. Okay. Nothing, nothing, nothing fancy, but it's just, like, it's when you there. noticed it, when you notice it, it's like, oh, that's dope. Yeah. Right? It yeah, doesn't yeah, have yeah. to be, like, you know, like, okay. it doesn't have to be all crazy. And I'm not saying, like, you know, fucking go, like, fucking crazy. I'm just saying. You know, give it a little something extra to, to, to make us be like, all right, it was worth the six-year deal we're going to be spending with you. Keep doing this. Don't don't stray away from something good 
and then go back to something stupid. Like that would be like the biggest problem the next year if they do something good this year, like something fantastic for the kids. And then the year after that, they just kind of like, well, we didn't make anything new. Here you go. Another, another round. Consistency. Yeah. You don't get to do it once. And then I get you. you. (laughs) Let me just ask you this, this one final question about it. What if next year they do just a simple uniform, you know, the, 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 the plain one color, three stripes, your crest name on the back, you know, just a plain soccer shirt. But the size and the material were better, so they're nice and stretchy and and nice and breathable. So you'll be happy with so that. So this right now, so this is the big con- this is the big conversation about the whole kit in general. So we're fa- we're happy and fantastic that it's Adidas, because unlike Macron, <laughs> Macron is a French company who doesn't really deal. You, Jeremy, would be an XL in Macron, an XL, and that'd be fitting you tight. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, uh, <laughs> I am a very tiny guy, so that's where that's where so, I'm going with that. I'll bring you a jersey just so you can put it on because I had one of the one of the soccer players off his back gave me his jersey and he's a thin skinny guy, and his jersey said extra large. I was like, no fucking way. <laughs> yep. Right. So that's where that's where the thing is. Adidas has been around the United States so long that they know how to accommodate for American body types. Fat They're people. from Germany. Yeah, fat people. You know, it's a German <laughs> company. So yeah, bigger fat people. Fat Americans. Fat Americans yeah. or bigger people, you know. Whatever, how, however you want to say it. Fat, big, you know, husky, fluffy, fluffy. <laughs> but more to love. But my thing <laughs> My thing is if they do that, then yes, they are going to attract a lot of the people that lost last year because you, you when people were going like my size, I was looking at like 5x for me. And I'm just like, bro, that's huge. That's yep. that makes psychologically that makes me feel. Yeah, bad. like I, I was gonna say, I, was I, like, I, know, okay. I know this is, <laughs> I know this is my size, but just knowing that I'm walking around in a five X, like, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I was thinking about that too. I was like, I, I don't really know big people, but you're definitely not a five X. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's one of those things. If they do come up, obviously there's gonna be a lot of people that are gonna go for it. I mean, we already have a lot of Adidas people out there. The forms that I'm more, you know, that are more happy for it, obviously. Um, I, I can't wait to see what they have. You know, I can't wait to see what they're what they're going to bring to the table. I am excited just because, like I said, Adidas is a soccer giant, and they are the the pinnacle of soccer when it comes to kits, shoes, yeah, and things yeah. like that. Um, one can question shoes now. Because, okay, so uh, what were they were Puma before, right? No, okay, macro. so what macro. Were, macro. Okay, that I apologize. So they were Macro. Question: The gear. I mean, obviously, they're going to be with Adidas. The gear that they're going to be getting from Adidas, mm-hmm. is that an advantage or, dis- no. or does it not matter? It, it's not. It doesn't really matter. Like the, the, the gear is more just like um, it, it's just it's just more comfortability. It's because it, it, because they are going to use yeah. great materials to make sure that when you're sliding, that's kind of what goes, I'm, I'm kind of just saying, it, like, you know, it's I believe it's going to be an upgrade. Yeah, OK, it is yeah. going to be an upgrade. That's, that's gonna, yes, exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm trying. It's going to be an upgrade. And, from what and you guys I get. think that the players, obviously, because we are signing a six year deal, um, they might be a little bit more frugal or not frugal. They might be a little bit more generous with their jerseys, obviously, because. Yeah. They'll probably get because a they'll more. get more now. They'll yeah, yeah get a okay, yeah. More that helps. Then and that's one thing, and that's kind of what I was thinking when you when you sign a deal with a giant like that. I mean, that opens the door for your fans a yeah. lot. Yeah. you know what I'm saying because um, they're not stingy with gear. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure um, a lot of players in the NBA. I'm not saying that, but this is Adidas and these, uh, bro. They, I think they wear a different jersey every day. Every day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Bro, every game is a brand new jersey. 
It comes to question what they do with the old jerseys. Like, well, that's a lot, what I'm a saying. lot of them exchange it, give them to fans, give them to the like fans, that. exchange it. Um, a lot of them, they donate them. Like a lot of those jerseys, they never. I, I don't. They they're not assholes like GameStop. And I did just go ahead and throw GameStop on <laughs> the bus. They're not assholes like GameStop. They don't just break their inventory and then throw it away in the trash because it's uh, outdated, so nobody can get it. No, they donate their stuff. And yeah. Stuff. Yeah, I called you out, GameStop. You've done that to me twice. Hey, bro. I watched hey, bro. you do it twice. Watch out for my job, okay? <laughs> I still technically work there. Uh, technically. Bro, you haven't been there in months. <laughs> I haven't since November, still. There's this slot open. Yeah, no, there, he's on the schedule, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when, Basically. When I went to go, uh, definitely a side tangent, but I went to go uh, get this new memory card. Uh, it was at um, Rest Dry. Uh, local store and I, I i thought it was super hilarious that these uh this group it was like four or four or five uh older women and i guess they were looking for a birthday gift and this dude was such a dick uh, like the store employee uh they went up and like very kindly excuse me sir uh do you have any of um, the playstation fives I'm looking for a birthday <laughs> gift? dude literally laughed in their face like, dude, like, started busting out laughing. Like, no, we definitely don't Bro, have that. What are you that's do? a lot of people from rest, guys. That's you know? messed up. But that is yeah. fucked up. Like, these women obviously don't shop there every day. They're, like, they're looking for terrible. stuff. And dude really started that? laughing. And uh, <laughs> uh, while they were walking, because I, I, was, I was in the camera aisle, and they walked the, behind me as I was looking at the stuff. And I could just hear them over talking. Like, I don't know what the laugh is about, whatever. It's like, no, they, they're they only laughing because they don't get, um, it, it's something that they also want to and can't get. So that's why they have to make others feel better. Uh, and, uh, but things and like you that, know what? But, that's true. That's exactly what it is. Uh, but that, that was a touch of dig. Oh, that's, <laughs> like, that's, that's such a douche We get laughing at them. I mean, it, it, at the you end know? of the day, I mean, you, you just do it generously. It's like, oh, I'm sorry, ma'am. It's like, actually, we do not have those anymore right yeah, now. Yeah, that's it. Like, they're out of stock. They're sold out <laughs> everywhere. If I found out that my mom and her friends... Went to go buy me a PlayStation 5. Somebody laughed in their face. Guess what, buddy? <laughs> I will be there when that you mama, get off. Which one was it? Which <laughs> I one will it, be there when you get off, sir. But yeah. But overall, I'm excited for the journey. Oh, the you office, the office yeah, no, quote, we will burn it to the ground. I, I don't watch The Office, man. That's you, man. That's just you. All right, and my final question. Ah, there we go. Uh, no, this is actually something that I just remembered. Earlier this week, also, I was uh, I take my dog to a local dog park. And it turns out that one of the other regulars that are there is a coach for Ralph Salt Lake. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he's in the youth department. I got to talk to him because I noticed his his jacket was an official team jacket. Uh, he had said on uh, I, I won't mention his name because I obviously didn't tell him I was going to be talking about him. But um, I, I started talking. He's a youth coach, and he says that one of the problems with Phoenix Rising is that they focus more on the big name signings and trying to get all that than their actual youth yeah. program. And saying that RSL not only has their programs in Utah, but they have the number one program right here in Arizona, and they're pulling all the local kids to them. So and and like they're the pretty much Phoenix has no farm system is what so, he was getting. And yeah, you, and whose fault is that? That's honestly no. Hold on, before we go on that, that's no one. That's not Phoenix's fault yet. So you got to really think. He's literally pulling kids from Phoenix and no, taking no, no. them to Utah. So we're all Salt Lake is an established organization that's been in in, in the MLS for for decades for almost more than two decades, Understandable. right? Mm-hmm. So. You have a, an organization that has created another smaller organization with the same principles, the same with money to be able to start a company or start another organization in the USL to be able to get kids into this program, see how they play in the USL, and then push them to 
to uh to the to Raw Salt Lake, mm-hmm. and that's and, and they'll pick up people from anywhere. Arizona tends to be a close spot. I'm pretty sure they pick up people from Colorado, New Mexico, California, Nevada, just as much as they pick up people from here. The problem is Phoenix Rising is basically the 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 creme of the crop for our soccer in in Arizona, right? So we still yeah. Haven't once gotten, you get signed, but we still haven't gotten to the point where we're gonna develop the best players or have the best training camps or the best development youth league yet because we're still not up there. I, I can understand maybe in like in five, five more years, 10, maybe even 10 years. So you're saying the progress isn't there in order to be able to do that. We're yet. not at that point. Yeah, so hey, it's, it's, it's not Phoenix rising its fault. It's just time. It's the time. You're, we you're haven't just saying had time. enough time to, right, well, to get a, a proper okay. system. So when, have. when do you think Dan real quick, when, um, I mean, how I'm sorry, how it's 2016, right? Yeah, you guys been here. That's uh five years almost. Yeah, uh, when uh, maybe another five years to another five well, years. Well, you gotta, you gotta think of it. They already have a, a start in development. What I'm saying is another five years to where you start seeing a big progress. We're, we're building a stadium, right? So, this is a stadium where we're probably going to be here for a very long time at this stadium, okay? Right? Hopefully, so well, not, no more money. I'll disagree with that. I will think, too. I don't, I don't think, think so. so as well. I think you guys, what is it, 30,000, right? I think that's what we, we talked about 30,000. No, no, it's not even. No, they only added like 5,000, I think. To yeah. So, what, so what it's going to be like, about? 12, what was the number we talked about? 12, 13,000? 22,000 is exactly. the number that, that they're looking at for like their massive stadium that we're looking at to get. But yeah, the but, problem is, but this one right here is like 13, but the thing is, we don't know when that's going to be. We've talked about They've talked about it. They've sent out sketches. It looks so really nice, but they just haven't. But what I'm saying is we're going to be at the stadium for a while, not not like in the sense of like we're going to be here forever, but we're going to be at the stadium for at least a few years, which gives us time to start actually focusing on the development part of our of our organization. I kind of disagree on that, too. I, I don't think right. you guys are going to be there that long. I, I, think, I, don't, I, think, I think so. I think uh, um, more than five years, yes or no? For in that space, yes, about sir. five years. About yes or no? Uh, more than five. Uh, All right, more than six. More than six. About no. More about than, six. About five. About five, five to six. Five to six. Danny, I'm gonna go three. Really? Three, four at the most. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go five. Yeah. Four to five. I'm gonna go. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's gonna be that long. Yeah, well, I, I, I mean, think you really got to think about what, what what what's going on here, though. But honestly, like, I think soccer in Arizona is a hot market. It is. Well, that, well, okay. Well, here's my points that I was trying to get because you brought up a point that they're very established that they had over ten years. They have all this. Yes, that's all true. And but Phoenix Rising these past five years they've established good and well. So that's yeah. that's oh, that issue. Sure. That yeah, issue's out the window. And, and let's be honest, man. That's then, why the stadium is gone. That's yeah. why that's why this new one's gone. And now number two, you mentioned that they have the money and infrastructure to do this. If there's one thing Phoenix Rising has above all USL teams is money. You're right. So I mean they, right. they so so um, are the I don't think there's an excuse. The and third, if ever there is a soccer like spot, yes. growing spot in the country. It's Arizona. I'm close to yep, yeah. and, and honestly, it's uh, like, come on, man. That's kind of why I agree with Lucio there. I kind of agree that um, yeah, no, I he says five to six. I say four to five. It took you guys four uh, four years to get the market to get out of there. Uh, shit. Now that I think about it, fuck. Yeah, no, it might be shorter than that though, because yeah, the market's. So I mean, it's there. The market is is growing faster than it yep. did. Or, well, the know. thing is, look, we're we're also looking at where where we're. I still say four to five because prime I think location winning. We winning, do need a prime location. Winning has a lot to do. Let's be honest about it. just because you guys decide. Let's, I mean, people aren't going for you guys have we to win, and that's mm-hmm. the thing. We do win, and that's my point. That's why you guys are growing so fast. Keep winning. 
I kind of agree with Danny Samuel. Kind of, but then this and this also comes to the point of the guy that he met. Sure, we we focus on the big signings, but we're winning. But we're bringing in the money. Yeah. We're bringing in, and I get where where we yeah. need to get local talent, and I understand that. Yeah. But what's going to happen is what's going to happen with with them. Eventually, we're going to get to the point where we're going to have a. A, a young youth organization where we're going to be getting team players yeah. from Raw Salt Lake. So you from, just think that's a, you just Utah, think that just Colorado. takes longer time. There, there's a more establishment needed from the rising. I I think so because yeah. even like he said, we don't even have the state. If this is if this is a three year process, yep. then you're talking and about still. They don't even in, have a home putting yet. More money into mm-hmm. putting another establishment into another another stadium. To build a proper one that we're going to be there, solidify ourselves for years to come at that location, then we can finally start being like, all right, now we need the youth facility, whether it be this this uh, wild horse pass, because I w- I don't think that they're going to build this much stuff, because this stadium is pretty big and it's really nice. All the stuff that they're adding with the parking and all the things that they're adding, yeah. it's really nice. I wouldn't doubt if we establish this as our youth organization spot or even just our like training or pre uh our practice or our preseason games, practice facilities yeah, like yeah. Our, our preseason games and then have a stadium later and just keep this as the the, the preseason kind of thing i it actually sounds like a great idea danny what do you think about uh about the youth organization do you think uh you think five years is is too much time or uh i think it's definitely too much time right, because uh like yes we have the money and and uh, we have the the ability to be able to sign all these people from the outside, but eventually that's not going to be enough because even though we are winning, even though we've had names, recognition, we have prestige, we have everything, we do not have a USL Cup. So even though we're two time Western Conference champions, we're ne- we have never been considered a national champion okay. yet in in the in the USL yet, of course. But I I, I think maybe that in order of- in order yeah. to just not only to get there but to sustain it. Because uh, crossing over a little bit into football, what happened when, uh, like we were talking about, after your Phillies, uh, Phillies, I'm sorry, your Eagles won the Super Bowl? No, you're right. We, uh, we had no, we we talked about that w- off air. Uh, yeah, you know, there, you there know. was no sustainability after exactly. that, but and you had that over. championship. Yeah, we got the championship, but at, we weren't able to sustain a winning program. Yep. After the championship, and now look at us, we're kind of, I mean, I, I I'll go ahead and admit, uh, as an NFL, just real quick, NFL, we're going right back to. Uh, Phoenix Rising, but yeah, no, we're in rebuild mode. So yeah, yep. no, it's understandable. But um, yeah, no, he's he he's talking um five years in the valley. I mean, twenty twenty one, you guys are winning though, right? Can we both admit that you guys are yeah. on a winning pace? Yep. But what you're missing is the championship. Yep, Do this you, is what we're missing the chip. Okay, uh, you I feel like your argument kind of helps his argument a little more. Is I think maybe why they're missing the chip is because uh. Development. Well, that's what. Well, that's what I mean. There is no development. That's why, and that's kind of my point. You know, my other thing too is so even with you coming in with the guy saying that he said what he said, you're 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 telling me after the twenty years or after the time that they've been an established organization and they've been in the league for uh, just as long as Phoenix Rising has been as Real Salt Lake or Real Monarchs, you're telling me that. They're just getting feeding into this market. I mean, like they have money. They have the they they've won a, a, a an MLS Cup. Yeah. So I mean, like we're talking about a championship team that's just getting into the market of coming into Arizona and, and starting to take players here. I'm like, sure, the appeal is sure we have an MLS team, 
that's the appeal. That's where these kids are like, okay, I want to make money. Understand. You don't make a lot of money uh, playing USL. You make some money, but you don't make a lot of money. I'm pretty sure it's like 22000 at the least or even at the most, whatever it is, whatever it goes, but it's not that much, right? So when you're going to be told, it's like, well, you're going to make about 60, 70 grand maybe as a, as a player at Ross Salt Lake if you perform well, yeah. obviously they're going to be like, you know what? I might want to go with this organization that's going to treat, that's going to push me along to my soccer career. Now, Phoenix Rising, like you said, we still don't have the championship, so we don't got that prestige. But we're winners. We win. We can say we win all we, all we want because we do, but we don't have the titles to show that we've won, that we, that we are the best in the, in the league. So I think that the development has to come after we've established and solidify something in Phoenix in the sense of winning championships and being established. Like you said, if we're going to be moving again, we have to establish a stadium to be able to like, all right, well, at least we have something solidified. So at the end of the day, the Phoenix Rising need to establish a home, a, a, a forever home. Yeah, spot that we're at that at, at least a decade. And a chip. And they need a chip is what you're saying they to need develop. Okay. Um, Not to develop, but just to Concrete well, well, talking talking about the talking about the development here. Do they need a chip to to get that development team that that we're talking about to get kids to want to be like I want to play for I want to play in this organization. Exactly. Okay. And we uh, need because right now a lot like I my girlfriend's godson plays soccer. He plays soccer and he's going to college. He's playing as a keeper. Yeah. He's talked to me about. He's like, yeah, like I want to try out for the Phoenix Rising team. Uh, the youth team and stuff like that, the development team. But, you know, Rasa Lake also approached me, and I don't know where I want to go. He ended up deciding to go to college, which is great. He's going to play there. But my, my point being is they have that reach now, Rasa Lake. And it's not just Rasa Lake. I mean, yeah. you're, you're talking about L.A. eventually going to come in here soon. And that's what I'm saying. That's you're, what happens oh yeah, they when have, they're all over so, here. So yeah. you, you have these, these big organizations. But the main reason he told me why he doesn't really know if he wants to play, if he would have gone with Phoenix, is because they haven't won. Okay. That there's right. no right, guys. So there's no lackluster of like, oh yeah. All right, but all right. All right, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and be the first to say, it, and hopefully you two will agree with me. This season right here, it's Phoenix Rising, all or nothing. They're gonna go in a a man for what was taken from them last year, oh. correct everything that they have done in years prior, and Phoenix Rising are on pace to be the USL champions this year. Lucio, you said no. What do you mean? No, I was looking at something else. Um, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> no, I do agree. This is this has to be the year. All right. We, we talked about this last year. We talked about year for them. We talked about this last year. And we even talked about it the year before. And when we first, first started, we were talking about how last year, uh, the 2019 year was not a good year. That It was a good year, but we, we got kicked out too early. This and we're like, oh, 2020 has to be the year. If we don't do it in 2020, then you know you can kiss this whole thing goodbye. And then fucking COVID happened, and we still made it to the finals. And then COVID happened. <laughs> COVID happened twice for us, right? Yep. And so this, it's gonna sound redundant. It's gonna sound like we're you know preaching to the choir. It's gonna sound like you know repetitive record, whatever it's called. What is it called? Mm -hmm. uh, broken record. Broken, broken record. record. This has to be the, our year. If we don't get it this year, it's gonna. It's not gonna be bad. It's it just, is gonna be bad because here, here, here's, here's what I say. It is gonna be bad because if we don't get it this year, then what we have become, Lucio, you and I, we have become Dallas Cowboy fans who every year, this is our year. We're gonna take it this year. This is gonna be us. And nobody wants and to. Be nobody that. wants to be so, Dallas Cowboys. Okay. That's that. I right. totally agree. Uh, Champions, no, no. yes or no? 
No. Uh, sorry, so- sorry. I just, you know what, man? Just um, last year is what was a tough hangover to get eliminated at the way you guys did. I know, I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But, I mean, we all know about playoff hangovers, man. And um, I don't know, man. I, I hope you guys prove me wrong and do the opposite. You know you uh you know how uh you get eliminated in the first round the next year you learn from your mistakes and make yeah. the championship. I hope you guys do that, but we did do that, but we got canceled. <laughs> that that is true. But all right, and there's well, no two, two out of three it's of us over, believes that we're gonna be champions. I'm gonna go speak for Kenny. Kenny also believes we're gonna be champions. I know. Kenny, <laughs> I like Kenny it. says Kenny yes. will Final believe. Final thought before we move on. Okay. The Phoenix Rising because this is one question I did want to get out. I just want a yes or no, no explanation. All right. Um, we were talking about the camps. We were talking about kids. We were talking about getting people to notice the kids. Um, trying to get a camp to come to Phoenix Rising. With the addition of the Adidas sponsorship for Phoenix Rising, does that? Turn heads? Does that raise eyebrows for for the youth program? Yes or no? Yes. And there's a reason why too. I want to say because kids live on clout. These uh, see these, you. It's and okay. These keep kids going. live off of social media. They live off of brands. They like, bro. I've never seen the brand game and the clout. And that's game. what that's kind of where I was trying to go. So big. We didn't really talk about the youth program now that Adidas is involved. So I mean, you know, I I personally think. That that brings that I mean that does that does add to their their social media stat whatever they add to their status that makes people want to be you know because it's just like yeah no Adidas is a brand I know Adidas yep and 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 that's what I'm saying like you know it is it is going to be something where youth are going to see it like okay we're well, they're with Adidas obviously the other brands we have to compete with is you know a Nike which is a big it's an American brand so it's a big thing Under Armour it, when they get into the game they can be a, a powerhouse in soccer if they consistently stay consistent <laughs> well who's the hot who's the hottest right now it's it's a nike nike, it's nike, nike. takes in, in soccer it's adidas it's adidas but nike comes in top, so top close three, top three it's adidas nike and puma puma i knew it so yeah i knew puma, puma was Puma's in yeah. the soccer game because puma that's where they kind of started it's in the soccer game they they started in the running game yeah. like adidas no did. they're great they're great running shoes yeah they're they're, they're so you, you so know they're that. athletic wear yeah so you know adidas and, and puma are, are brothers right yeah, they were they were at they were yep. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think I might have explained that at one point, but they both started. Or I knew that. From okay, the- good. <laughs> well, I know I've explained it a lot in in, in private. We went to public school, so <laughs> we know all about that. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, so like they both started again the running game, and so like they both went into the soccer game, being that Germany is a big soccer country. Yep. They went into the soccer game. Nike didn't get into the soccer game into the nineties. And they were late, but they they hit hard because they had the money. Well, they had the money. Well, they were already a conglomerate. They they were they were they already had the money to come in, so they were able to kind of push themselves in there. But we all agree at the end of the day, these kids they want the clout, and they want it. That will get a that will help. Yes, get them here. Yes, it will give them. It will give them something like, "Hey, man, we're gonna be with. We just signed a new thing with Adidas, and they're gonna be like, oh yeah, they just signed a thing with Adidas. Oh yeah, it I'm gonna be further legitimizes. That's that's the best way to put it. It further legitimizes Phoenix Rising as a national player. So, Phoenix Rising, that's great talk. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. All right, so I mean, we're gonna go ahead and move on to the Arizona Coyotes and uh, our buddy uh, Kenny. He could not be with us today. Uh, though he did send in this uh, sound clip, so we're going to go ahead and listen to him, listen to him uh, kind of break down what's been going on to the Coyotes and a little bit of uh, what we were talking about last week. I, I know, and 
we'll probably get to that. We couldn't uh, upload last week's episode, and we do apologize to all of our dozens and dozens of listeners. Yeah, we appreciate <laughs> both of you guys. <laughs> so, uh, but but uh, we did talk a little bit on this, but let's go ahead and listen in on what Kenny had to say about this week's Coyotes. What's up, Sticks and Kicks fans? It's Kenny, your favorite hockey analyst here. Uh, we're going to do a little bit of an unconventional uh, recording here. Can't join the, the podcast just due to a new job. A lot of stuff going on right now. So I uh, just figured I would uh, contribute any way I can. I uh, wanted to uh, give you guys the latest Coyotes news out there. Um, so first and foremost, uh, the Coyotes, uh, you know, the uh, last game against the Kings, they uh, had an impressive outing. Uh, I think that they, they, they showed some fight and some grit. Um, and that's, uh, that's what we needed to, you know, needed to see just kind of, we were in a little bit of a slump playing the same kind, kind of way really against any of our opponents, uh, really letting off gas and in, in one or more periods in a hockey game is not gonna, you're certainly not going to be a Stanley cup contender, um, but borderline, uh, playoff contender. So Coyotes are still in the thick of things right now. Um, as I say that, we are losing four to nothing to the Minnesota Wild, uh, arguably our, our biggest opponent for the fourth and, and final playoff spot for our division this year. So uh, not a good look. But just to touch on a few things, the Coyotes are entertaining offers for Alex Goligoski. Um, we are getting to the, the stage in the season where uh, teams might start making some trades just because um, this year is a little bit different. I mean, there is a trade deadline this year, but um, teams are going to start looking around right now just due to the fact that there is a mandatory quarantine period for a player to join a team, uh, especially if it's cross-border. So look out for that. Alex Goligoski is... Uh, is a um, you know he's a serviceable defenseman and uh, he's kind of run his course here in Arizona in my opinion. Um, he's a good guy, um, but he just he, he just doesn't seem to be working out here in his final year uh, with the Coyotes, and so he could be a, he could be had for a um, I would say a third or a fourth round draft pick just to free it up and. Um, you know, you, you never know. Some team might be desperate for that um, veteran presence on the left side and maybe give us something a little bit more, so something to look out for. Um, Auntie Ranta is back from injury. He's uh, he's played his third game in a row um, tonight. Uh, Darcy Kemper is also back from injury, um, so we should see him in the game tomorrow uh, against the, the same opponent, the Minnesota Wild. Um, and, um, it's good news to have both your goalies healthy. I, I, I wish we, we got a chance to, to see, uh, Aiden Hill a little bit more, but he was sent down to Tucson for a conditioning stint just to keep him warm, um, get him some games played because now that our, both of our goalies are healthy, um, he's probably not going to get a lot of ice time. So, um, it's, it's a good move by the team, but, um, a, a telling move. I think that, uh, this might be indicative of the coyotes saying, Hey, you know what? This is a, this is a kid we can see in our future. Um, no question that auntie Ranta has given us 
it's tough to say. I don't want to say no question, but giving us um, more problems than not. Even though when he's on his game, he's on his game, and when he's healthy, he's a he's a top tier goaltender. So, um, but it's probably time to move on from Auntie Ranta. You know, uh, topic for a different show might be, you know, what can we get from for Darcy Kemper right now? Try to sell high. Um, and Aiden Hill looks like he's he's uh, primed to step in and uh, and you know potentially take over the starting position. You never know. So. Um, one thing that we have to look out for is uh, this this hockey team has had a, a consistent uh, string of games where we again let off at some of the most pivotal moments in a hockey game and uh, allow a team to creep back in or allow a team to get a, a early jump on us. You know, like going. The, the games against Anaheim uh, being down three to nothing um, in both games and coming back to win is an exciting moment. But for a realist fan, uh, you're like, why did you ever get in that position in the first place? So um, it's uh, something to watch out for is, you know, is Rick talking on the hot hot seat? You know, um, there's a lot of teams out there right now that are worried about hiring a coach or I'm sorry, firing a coach just due to the fact that they have to have either A, an immediate replacement that's been with the team, um, or B, they have to go without a head coach um, until they till they hire a new one, but they clear the quarantine period. So uh, I think the Coyotes have a, a couple options um, for an interim head coach right now with Jay Verity and... Uh, Corey Stillman um, I, I would my preference would probably be Jay Verity uh, just due to this his uh, coaching history and, and his record um, he was uh, he led the Tucson Roadrunners to their most successful season um, and uh, I, you know he's been promoted to the NHL so you know I, I uh, again I don't ever wish for a uh, a anybody really to to lose their job but i think rick tockett will find a job pretty much immediately in the nhl just due to his uh due to his history and and his success as a as a assistant coach um and you know being notorious for uh being a a player's coach and somebody that players want to play for and so I think it's time to move on from Tockett. I think uh, just being this far into this season and still seeing the same woes and setbacks that have uh, hindered the Coyotes for a long time um, since he's been the coach, um, I think it's I think it's time to move on. Um, and we've talked about that ad nauseum, but I think this is probably the the best time right now. And there's a lot of good coaching candidates out there. Um, Montreal just fired their their head coach, who is a, a successful coach. He used to be uh, the coach of the Boston Bru- Bruins. His name's Claude Julien. Uh, there's a coach called Gerard Gallant. Um, he took uh, you might have heard of him. He uh, he took the uh, the Vegas Golden Knights to back to back playoff appearances, including a Stanley Cup appearance um, in their first year um, with the Vegas Golden Knights. So. 
Uh, there's a couple of different options out there. We may not be able to afford them, um, but if our if our ownership is serious about winning, they might they might take a take a second look at them. So, um, and at the end of the day, I mean, if you know if you want to just tag your uh, assistant coach like Jay Verity as your interim while you while you go out and do more uh, more research on the available coaching uh, or coaches out there that have had proven success. Um, I think it's a smart move. So, um, other than that, uh, the Coyotes are again entering in um, a really, really tough stretch of games here to to stay alive in the playoff hunt. Um, you know, and these these back back games against Minnesota again, one of the one of our biggest rivals this year. Are going to be telling. So it looks like we're going to be losing this game. We're uh, we're down four to nothing, and the second period's about to come to a close. Um, we've come back before. Doesn't look like the way we're playing tonight. We're going to do that. Um, but yeah, um, sorry I couldn't join the show. Um, but you know, just with this new job and everything, if the least I can do is do these recordings every once in a while. I, I will do that. And sorry about the dogs here, but um, take care, all my Sticks and Kicks fans. Uh, watch out for the Cardinals. I, I don't get a chance to talk about the J.J. Watt signing, but oh, my God, that came out of friggin' nowhere. And uh, I'm super pumped. And um, watch out for a potential rumor that uh, that, that is showing that um, OBJ might come into the Cardinals. So um, other than that, That's all I got. Peace. And we are back. That was our correspondent, Kenny, who's out there, you know, doing his thing in Colorado. Can't always join us, but it's good that he sends us his insight, his information, his sound bites, and his all-around sexy voice so we could use it on this podcast. And, yeah, let's definitely (laughs) – you had to do that, Yes, I felt like it fit the situation, <laughs> but and uh, so yeah, look, go ahead, Lucio. Let's get right into yeah, it. Yeah, no, go ahead. Yeah. So uh, obviously, with Auntie Ranta and Darcy Camper coming back and being healthy, both of them, which is great. Um, See how long that lasts. He, yeah, especially with uh, with Auntie Ranta having his stem of being uh, injured a lot uh, throughout our seasons with the Coyotes. I mean, he's been injured mostly. I mean, I remember when we first got him, Kenny was just jumping for joy, and he's like, fuck yeah, we finally got a a, a starting keeper that's good and blah, blah, blah. And then he got injured, like, game three or four, and it was just, like, over from there. Like, after that, he's just been constantly getting injured. Um, he's only 31. He's about to be 32 in May. That's uh, how age works, yes. I think, he, I think it's time for us to move on. Yeah, no, he's uh, good on the ice when, when he's, he's on the ice. But <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, like uh, like you said, man, the man can't stay can't stay healthy, and I mean, it's uh, it's not only that he can't stay healthy; it's you have to look at what you got sitting behind him. Yeah, because not, not only do we have Darcy Kemper, obviously we have Aiden Hill, who is a fantastic goalie, and he's just getting better with time. I think having having him. In the roster permanently, even just to a backup to Darcy, is going to be so much better because we're going to see him more. He's going to develop very, he's going to develop very well with the Coyotes, and yep. he can be the future 
goaltender for the Arizona Coyotes. And I, I, we're definitely in a very luxurious spot because yes. we, we can say that, you know, it's time to move on Aiden Hill because of who we have in front of him and behind him. There's a lot of teams in the NHL right now who, even though he's very hurt, they don't have a good number two. You know, they don't have a good backup, and they need Aiden Hill to be filling that spot. Mm-hmm. If if it was any other team, you know, there's we are in a very elite group that has that luxury. But yes, I do agree with uh, with you guys that Aiden Hill. I mean, thank you for everything you've done. You're a great goalie, great person, but. Bro, like sometimes it's, that's you just mean sports. Auntie yeah, Auntie Ranta, bro. I think. Oh, I think, yes, yeah, I'm sorry. I think we had a, a miscommunication. Yes, We're but, talking about but, Auntie Ranta. But yeah, all all those comes towards Auntie Ranta. Like that's just one of those things in sports. Like you just got that bad luck, man. And, like, and, and for all we know, he can go to another organization and succeed. He's not old by any means. Yeah, no. He he's still. I mean, keepers in in any sport. I mean, in soccer and in and his skill is not the question, right? Like no. we we can yeah. all we can all agree that he's it's skilled. He's player. very very skilled. But I think it's time for us to move on and focus our energies on developing Aiden, making sure yeah. that he's going to be our future goalkeeper or goaltender for. The future to yeah. come, and while and Darcy, he's doing that, have Darcy and Darcy's yeah, right there to be the able spot to, until exactly. he's ready. I totally and, agree. and not taking anything from Darcy because Darcy has been that kind of player. That kind of oh, he was the backup to a, I forgot what team I want to say the Hawks or or some. Well, we got him from the Kings, I believe. He came from somewhere. I, I don't remember exactly where. I would have to look back again. You might be right, um, but he came back. He was a number two. So when he came up and Dar- and Auntie Ronta got injured, and Darcy Kemper stepped up and just started. Just destroying teams. We're like, oh man, we have someone good. And then the following year came, and he was fantastic. I was like, all right, Darcy Kemper came out of nowhere, kind of like he he was a prospect to be this good. And now we've gotten him at that point where he's good, and people know that like it's not going to be an easy score with the Coyotes until they score on us, and then they're fucking, you know, uh, our defense with Galagoski being like you know Kenny said a trade prospect. I mean, it'd be a good thing. We lost a lot of draft picks last year because of what happened with. Fucking that guy who won't be named in this show anymore. Uh, he rhymes with Ron Rika. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, we lost draft picks. So hopefully we get a couple, maybe one or two. That'd be great. And see what we go from that. See what we can get for Auntie Ronta. Because I said the trade deadline's coming. It'd be nice to not get rid of him, but nice to see him kind of go to a different team or get us some some value from what we're getting. Get rid of him. Yeah, and, him. And, and and by no means do we mean to get rid of him because he sucks. As he's leaving, you know, good old stick taps. You know, thank yeah. you. Thank you for what you've done. You know, it's just it's just time. It's just time. And, uh, and that's so what he means by not get rid of him. It's like, hey, yeah, I, we appreciate your time. It's just, it's just it, time. Yeah, to yeah, you know, we it's have, time. yeah, you've done your job. We've, it's time. You know, we're at a crossroad. Is it Mike Buffer? Is that his, the brother, Bruce Buffer? Yeah. Mike Buffer. It's time. <laughs> 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 it's it's just time. Yeah, no, it's time. It's de- it's definitely time. So let's go over the, this past week that happened with uh, with the Coyotes. There was that loss to the Avalanche six to two. Like we just never showed up on the ice. Goals by Keller and Joan Larson. Uh, I mean, it's just you know a point for the season. You know, it's just something to stack on. But I mean, it was just a very depressing game to see. Uh, then we went over to LA and we won a game we were supposed to have. Uh, have won three to two, Lucio. I don't think that this game should have ever been that close, no, especially against the the Kings. But yeah, we got uh Keller, uh, Larson again, both of them, uh, back to back games. And Nick Schmaltz got in on the scoring too, as well. Uh, made us uh win that game three to two. But uh, uh, we agree right here, Lucio. Why do we have trouble against the Kings? The Kings, they're not a good team. I've said it time and time again, they're they're among. 
the 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 bottom feeders of the NHL. I think Kenny said it best when he was talking is that you know we let off the gas. We we have to play every period, all three of them, and we have to play them strong. Like we can't start off really slow, or like you know, or even start off super strong in the first period, and then at the second period or even third period, especially the third period. I think the third period is the worst time to let off the gas. Because it's the time where they're going to come in and attack the most. Because if they're losing, they're attacking the most at that. And we've seen it with other teams. I mean, look at how the Avalanche just destroyed us and how they kept us where they kept us. I mean, I remember watching some of that game. If not, uh, I think it was the whole game, um, one of them. But I remember watching the game, and it was just, they were just on top of us, left and right, left and right. We couldn't move, get out of the fucking back line. We couldn't get out from behind our own our own area. Without being pressured constantly, that happened all three periods. We lost that game, obviously, because we're not we're not attacking like they attack. We're not attacking every period. We're not pressuring. Yeah. And 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 you know what? It, it, for me, it's not so much that they let off the gas in the third because I think we're one of the best third period teams in the league. We saw those back to back come from behind three nothing deficits to be able to to win games. So it's not the third quarter; it's the showing up to the game at the beginning. Don't dig yourself into that fucking hole. And and I don't know how we're gonna get out of something something like that. I think it's it's something where the captains coaching have, the captains the coaching yeah the captains have to step up Talk it. and and like I said with with um with Ekman Larson I love this guy he's one of my favorite players not a captain but I think someone like Connor Garland needs to step up and be a captain and and kind of get in there and push and push through and get these guys hyped for for the game I think he you know he's young but he's. I think he's a leader. He's he, shown more leadership he, than OEL. Exactly. And so I think, you know, OEL could be a good assistant captain. You know, he could help out definitely and, you know, be like give give Connor some insight on, on obviously he has, he's a veteran, so he has a lot of experience, especially with the Arizona Coyotes, so he kind of has that experience there. Um I think he's gonna. I think that we need the we need to really reevaluate stuff like that, especially with the coaches. Um, Rick Tockett is another topic on this. He he might have been a great coach or assistant coach to whichever team he came from. I think he came from Pittsburgh, but he's not a he's not a good head coach. He well, I think Kenny no, said it the best. Rick, the Rick Tockett hate on this show is very apparent. It's it's obvious. It's and the it, thing it, is, it's because, not okay, it's, it's like not that. hate, and and, and, and it's always like that. This is what is what I was getting at. Is that Kenny said it best? He is a player's coach. Every show, and he is every show, and he and he is a good assistant. Why do you want an, a player's coach as your head coach? Like, if he needs to throw down the hammer and start yelling at people, like, you know, he's you, not the kind of guy to do that. I'm gonna tell you what. There's a good movie. And we've probably all watched it. Miracle. Yes, I, I boycotted that movie. Wait, why? Why? I just haven't watched it. So I know the yeah, story. Yes, yeah, yes, I do so know the Kurt story. Russell, so he brings in his, his uh, a player that used to play with him a while uh, before, and then he brought him in as his assistant coach. And then when they named the roll call and they they picking the team, which was supposed to be a week long training or week long uh, like uh, tryout, and he picked all the team in one day, right in the movie, and. He he comes down the stairs. He's like, this is going to be the team until we get rid of another six players because we need to be down by a certain amount. They get down, and he's walking down. He's all like, if you have any issues, if you have any problems, if you need someone to talk to, coach here, you can go ahead and talk to coach. Other than that, we got to get to work. 
So basically him being the asshole, the mean guy, the guy that you don't go talk to about your feelings. You don't go talk to about yeah. how, oh, you know, my wife is this. And like, no, you don't talk to the coach about that. You talk to the, this coach. He's going to be the one that's going to guide you through and, and baby you. And that's it. Me, but not I'm not going to yeah. be the guy exactly. that's going to do this to you. I'm going to be the guy that's going to push you, yell at you, swear at you, put, make you a better Bring the player. best out of you. Exactly. Whether that means screaming at you, you know, being like, you know what, I'm going to trade you then because if, you know, you're not doing much, get that fire lit under your ass. That's what he was. This is also why they won. Yeah. And 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 so that, so, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you're circling around, but yeah, that's definitely Rick talking. It's not the, the guy to do that. And this brings me around back to baseball. Tori Lovello was known as a is known currently because he's still the coach. And no, I love Tori Lovello. He has brought us great things, great victories, great wins, great seasons when coach we were expecting absolutely nothing from the downback. If in terms of close, uh, coach of the year, because of what well, he fi- did. Wait, 50-50 coach of the year. With, he had to he, share it. Well, yeah, but he, here's the thing. though: With working with what he had, he brings more out of Arizona players than a lesser coach would have. So, yes, I respect him, and I, I like the way he does his, his stuff, except he's known as a player coach. You know, I'm friendly with it. I call the players by their first name to let them know that I'm with them, that blah, blah, blah. Like, first of all, I don't care what the fuck you call him on the practice <laughs> field. All right. I care about the numbers that he puts up and wins on the fucking board with the Diamondbacks. So, no, I don't care how friendly you are, how many times you got to dinner with them, how how, how you know about their kids' ballet recital. You know, I don't care that you're uh, you close with them. On the side. It's no, like, no. bro, come on, <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about any of that. I care All about I the cares results about of the is, team. Is, is, the, is the talent that the team yes. brings on a night night basis, and and that is and that is what we need from a head coach. You can have assistants and assistants to the assistants to be friendly with the players to be their shoulder. Because yes, they are human. Don't get me wrong. Yes, they do need to talk their feelings. You know, uh, if you got something that we've always said, get your frustrations out. Talk to somebody, but that somebody's not going to be your head coach. That is my main point with all of this. It's true, and uh, so and so told, that just I totally has to, agree with that. So that, uh, all right, so uh, Arizona Coyotes make the playoffs. Well, we'll get to we'll get to that. Wait, 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 just a quick question: Does they make the playoffs? Uh, Rick, Doc stays or yes or no? Does Rock stay? Rick stay if we, we make the playoffs? Yeah, I don't think so. I think it 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 all it all depends. It, 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 I think it's gonna be um, the owners. Th- What's his name again? Uh, uh, um, Alex Morello. 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 I think it's going to be a big thing on Alex Morello to look into the team because obviously he took over a team when Rick Tucker was already there and obviously he didn't want to change too much. He wanted to bring his guys in and I think he's going to do what, you know, and and I'm going to jump into football real quick, what what Tepper did, which was the Carolina Panthers coach, uh, uh, owner. He came in, he started moving some guys around, and then once he saw Rivera not doing or losing some of the games towards the end of the season and back in 2019, he let him go. Yeah. He let him yep. go, and he, he got an interim, and then he found his coach, which is Matt Rule. And I think that that's going to happen with Alex Morello. I think Alex Morello is going to look into it. He's going to be like, you know what? You're, you're just, it's just not working out, bud. He's like, we might get an interim coach this year. I, I really do believe if we keep going the way we're going, we're not winning much. We're, we're like – it's we're like fire and ice. We're like so you see right. a, you see a mid season fire. Well, I could, yeah, you, okay, you I could that? see that. All right, well, okay, that's my final point that I want to get into with the Coyotes. But uh, just to finish this out right here, we did lose to the Wild earlier this week, five to one. And I got to I I wasn't able to watch that game, but uh, I have the alerts on my phone. The game started, and so like all right, and game start. I'm a fo- I'm gonna just follow along right here. 
And it just said five, 1-0, 2-0, 3-0, 4-0. It just kept adding on like, bro, what the fuck are we doing? And uh, it was absolutely unbelievable how they were just completely running us over on the scoreboard. Lost overall 5-1, to one, and uh, the goal was scored by Clayton Keller. And the only reason I say uh, I want to throw that out there is that that made three games in a row with him scoring goals. So, I mean, Keller right now is playing great hockey. He's becoming a, you know, that uh, that that offensive, you know, weapon that we that we have come to know him early on in his career, uh, trying to pro- perhaps earn a more important role into the Coyotes. So, so that made it three, uh, three games in a row. It was snapped last night, Saturday, with a win over the Wild. So, the same team we went out there. Connor Garland, Jacob Chikrin, Larson Krause, and a brace by Tyler Pitnick. But my thing, this is my thing with that, though, is that it's just, it's win, lose, win, lose, win, lose, win, lose. It's win, win, lose, 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 win, 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 lose, win, 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 lose, lose, win. It's just like, we don't even know. Like, we, we get no Yo, shoot. we could auto-tune that and make that into a great sound. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. That was a great remix. But I mean, I mean, but let's be honest about it. Isn't that how sports are? Yeah. Any given day, any you given could, team, you know? They, they take it to the extreme, though. It's like, don't, <laughs> don't, don't, don't do that every hey, week. Hey, they ride that line very, <laughs> Bro, very hard. You show, up, you show up not knowing whether you're going you're gonna to win or lose. When I show up to a rising game, I'm confident we're going to win. I yeah. never, ever count the Eagles out, but I'm realistic about what it takes for us to win. But, but okay, and I get that, but and, and I understand that to a, a, a fault. But my problem with that is, is for me, it's like I'm realistic, but I also, if my team is going to lose, I will call. I literally was one game off last from my, my, my record, and we have it on record where I said we were going to go 4-12. and 12. We went 5-11. and 11. He did say that. My my that. thing is my thing is I'm realistic. I love my team and I will never go against my team and I will and I'll tell people like I I wish they win. I hope they win. I hope they win. Right? But, but you would never you would never go into a game and be like, "Oh, we're going to lose this game," right? No, you just say you just say, "You know what? If we are going to win, we need to do this, this. is what it's going to take," right? But I never go into a game saying that, "Oh, we're going to lose this game." And that's this is what Never. That and you know what? That's a true fan right there. And and so like I tell people all the time, like, "Look, I'm realistic. I know that we might not win every game, and I know we might have a losing record this season. I want them to win. And I hope that I, I eat my words. But realistically, there's not there, there's an uphill battle for us, right? And so we, 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 you know, it's the same thing with the Coyotes. It's like we can't even predict if they're going to win or lose. It's like on paper we look nice. We get on the, on the ice, and we're letting easy goals. We're we're missing marks. We're we're not executing when we need to. The players aren't stepping up when they need to step up. They want to step up whenever they want. It's like that's not how that works. But you have to be there at all game. This is why we we've talked about Connor Garland a lot because Connor Garland is there every game. He's yep. there fighting for pucks. He's the one of the shortest guys, if not the shortest guy on the ice, especially on our team. And he's sitting there fighting against six five, six three players, you know, on the boards. Guys that are probably stronger than him, and he's sitting there. You know what I liked about what he started doing? He started doing. He started pulling Sidney Crosby moves. And I don't know if you know what Sidney Crosby does, but Sidney Crosby is like notorious for doing like the the, the side skating and, and cutting back and forth in 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 the in the in the crease. He's notorious for cutting back, and, and it's working for him. He's getting open. He's moving players around. He's he's getting off off his his mark, and he's able to to be effective. And I think in the long term, it's going to help a lot. No, that's always good, and that's one thing that uh, I think Sidney Crosby is known in the league for 
um, his style, his flair. You know what I'm saying? His skating. I mean, uh, more than his go- uh, goal scoring. You know that guy can move. Mm-hmm. And now, uh, no, that's um, if that's what you're comparing Garland to. Shit, yeah, we'll fuck. I'm seeing as a Coyotes fan, uh, I'm slight, seeing. slight uh, uh, hints of yeah. that. Hey, in some things, I mean, we'll take it, right? Absolutely, we'll fucking take it, Danny. What do you got? All right, so what I got is for these next week, and I'm gonna go into a little bit more into the week after that too, because these next five games is the point I was trying to get at. I think this is gonna define the rest of the season. I know it sounds weird being this early on, but. We got tomorrow night, Monday, uh, against the Avalanche and against Wednesday over there in Colorado, and then three games in a row, Friday, Saturday, and Tuesday against the Minnesota Wild. Two opponents that are divisional, that are right in the mix of things. We're within the game of all of them. So, I mean, this right here, it can go either spectrum. Say we go for some miracle, defeat these, this, especially the Avalanche, this great team, and we go 5-0. and that puts us not only in playoff contention, that puts us within one or two, like, you know, spot one and two, depending on what Vegas and what the Blues do with the, these next couple of weeks. And then, you know, you got the other side of the equation. If we go 0-5, you know, lose all five games, these teams have completely run over this. And I think at that point is the question I want to ask you guys. Do you, like, set, uh, you know, pull up shop? This season is done. Let's start selling. New coach, new rebuild, and start the rebuild from there. As soon as uh, my personal opinion, um, I don't know how how fed up the owner is, but uh, once the playoffs are out of reach, I think that I I think it's time. And uh, honestly, I've never liked the and 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 it's not because I think it's 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 I think it's just um, a waste of time. Like when you're losing, when you're losing, and you're out of, if you're out of the playoffs, you're not gonna make it. I'm not saying, I'm not saying we need to, you know, you need to stop playing. What I, what I'm saying is that you need to start evaluating, thinking about next year, start changing things up, start looking for teams. I mean, I hated what Tepper did, obviously, because I love Ron Rivera, Riverboat, you know, Riverboat uh, Ron. He's he's a great coach. He's a very serious coach. He got you guys to the Super Bowl. Right? Yeah, he got us to a Super Bowl, and, and we almost won. I mean, take it. We didn't almost win. We I remember he was there when <laughs> I was, we were at the house in Mason when, when this game Bro, happened. Bro, that was the most disappointing because that was one of our Super Bowl parties. And well, like, we Bro. had a Super Bowl party, but it, it was funny because we had the Super Bowl party the day before. And everyone partied, and the day of, it was just us two and then Zenya, and we're just sitting there watching the game, and I'm pissed. Yep. And I'm so mad because the game is, one, it's a defensive game, so it's back and forth. No one's scoring touchdowns, nothing. By the time someone scored a touch offensive touchdown, it was like the fourth quarter, and Peyton Manning finally scored the first offensive touchdown. It was like, what is going on? But my point being is that, you know, Ron Rivera is well liked. He left with the most amount of class yeah. that you could leave uh, a team. Uh, but and, and as we speak, has the best story in the NFL oh, with his a, comeback. Yeah, dude, he's he, a, he's a oh. great coach. He, everybody loves him. He, yeah. hey, hey, he's the Alex Smith of coaches. Yeah, you you can't talk shit about. I'm him. not gonna lie. Yeah. He he is the Alex Smith of coaches. Everybody and, is so happy for him. And yes, the thing sir. Is, and hey, he's happy he, for him. He's, he's in my division. 
Yeah, he's a great coach. He sits there and cares about all his players. He he meets their families. He meets everybody. He he's, he's Puerto Rican. And yeah, and, and he's a Spanish. Is he really? I did not know yeah, that. He's Puerto Rican. <laughs> he's a Hispanic that coach. And so like all all that being said, he 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 throws still love to Carolina cuz he loves Carolina. He was there for a very long time. He throws love to Chicago cuz he played for the Chicago Bears and the 85 Bears, the ones that won the championship. So he is a champion. The Bears. Yeah, the Bears. You know. The Bears. So I, I think I had the best one. I think that they need to, you know, Alex Morello really needs to start thinking about if we don't make the playoffs. All right, it's like who are we cutting, you guys? We need to let go people. Who are we trying to get rid of? So we all agree, though. Like you agree. With I legit thought he was gonna say Alex Morello needs to start bringing uh, Rivera into coach. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I think, I think Rivera. I think Rivera he might do better than talking. But um, I, I think we all agree, though. Um, you don't cut the cord. Until the season, if it until is until you're out, until, until, you're out. Right? until you don't make the playoffs, yeah. and we agree right now. Rick Tock is the coach until until then, until the until the court. And that's is what I mean because right? the season's like, still like, not you, over. Would you fire him tomorrow? No, exactly. I would fire, so, but the reason why I wouldn't fire, because there's still a chance. And that's, right, right. that's my point. That's if what they, I'm saying. If, so if they we, go we on five, oh, okay. if they go on five, they have a chance. Okay, but they just went on five against two divisional opponents. Well, all our that's division. what I disagree it's with. Well, that's division. what he was saying. He was saying he was saying go zero and five. That's when you time. All right, cut so, the court. so okay. my thing Let's is, go look, Lucio. If if we lose every single game from here on, like every, five games straight, it would be a red flag. And this is where Alex Morello needs to be like, hey, Rick, um, we're really gonna start looking for somebody because you're uh, you're not a you're not meeting expectations. He's like, something needs to change or we're going to be uh, forced to make some changes. Now, if we make the playoffs, if we don't do that and we make the playoffs, obviously there's still some revision needing to be done. We still need to see, okay, look, is Rick Tockett still going to be our guy? Like, say we make it to the playoffs, but we have a horrible display that we had last year. And who against? The Avalanche. We always get our ass kicked against Colorado. Always. I'm talking like every time I watch them play against Colorado, we're getting our ass beat almost all the time. It was a fucking. It's crazy how we lose to to uh, Colorado always. Um, so it's 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 one of those things that it's going to be like if we make the playoffs, sure, that's one thing, but we need to win in the playoffs. Just making the playoffs is not enough to keep your job. You have to win in the playoffs. You have to show that you can be in the playoffs, be successful in the playoffs. Get us past the first two rounds at least. You got us past one round, which was a wasn't a fluke round, but it was. Uh, it showed. It looked like a fluke round because when we went to the round two last year, we got our ass beat. Yeah, bad. Like, we got swept. It, it was. It was. It was terrible. It was bad. It was very bad. It was like seven to zero, seven to one. I was like, "Are you fucking joking?" No, no. We took a game, didn't we? We took. We took, took a game. We, so we didn't get game. swept. We yeah, took a game. But it was but, basically like we shouldn't, we didn't, we didn't even look like we showed Yeah, up. it was not close. It was not close. You know, and I understood the grievance that the Predators had. Obviously, they were very upset because like we should have won these games. We should, blah, 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 whatever. Fuck you. Shut up, Jerry. But my point being is that Alex Morello really needs to look into doing something with the team, whether it's moving, getting a new coach. Uh, obviously, he could fire him after the, if we lose the next five games. He could definitely fire him. It's not out of the question. All right, well, that was my main well, that, question. That, that, was, right, that was it. Well, that was it. So, okay, so. so, so end it with this. 0-5. You keep him or he's gone. We won't worry about the rest of the season. Just 0-5. That's two against Avalanche and three against Minnesota. 0-5, I would take a serious look about. 0-5, you know, is he fired? Yes or no? That, that's it. Just, just 0-5, is he fired? Just yes those 0-5, no. that's Rick it. Rick Tockett, 0-5. Yes or no? Fired. 
No, just because there you go. Shot. See, and that, that's see, and, he, and that's what I'm saying. You keep him because uh, why? Because you have a shot. You still have a shot. Uh, for and me, I, I'm, I'm gonna go the other way. If for whatever reason, for whatever reason, we go on five. That's him. That's he's well, gone. Okay, so he's I, I, I want to ask. I want to go deeper with that real quick. No, not too much because okay. obviously we got to move on. But I do want to go. De- so then, what do you do? Oh, five. You fire him. What, what, what's your and you still? No, have no, a shot. You, uh, as Kenny said, you got that. You got your assistant head coach. Who can just go in as an can interim? He though? At that point, yes. At that point, you can't go any worse because you still need three hail marys in a row. Can you know, you need ta- miracles. Well, can he take you to where you need to be though? He can. T- I believe more in him than I do after an zero and five run. And that there was, it is. So All right, ladies it. and gentlemen. So uh, yeah, no, so, Danny. Danny uh, fires Rick Tockett. Uh, me and Lucio. It's in Lucio. Strange turn events. No, we keep Rick Tockett until right. until it's officially dumped. Man, that was a great segment with NHL. Love it. Let's go ahead and move on real quick. If it's cool with you guys, I just want to do a quick news dump before we move on to the uh, best news in the Valley this weekend. I would love to do a quick news dump. Ladies and gentlemen, quick news dump. Uh, Things that we haven't talked about uh, happened in the last week. Uh, If you guys have anything that you want to add, you can go ahead and shout us out at Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Lucio, shout us out the names. Uh, sticks kicks uh, one for Twitter, sticks dot kicks for Instagram, and sticks and kicks for Facebook. Ah, wrong, wrong one. Hang on, hang on. No, you deserve this. Wait, bring it back. We're still on air. Here we go. Ah, he got him all right. It's just funny because I'm sitting there. I was like, "Oh, he's gonna say the the, the handles," and then the next thing he's like, "Yeah, Lucio, give us the handles." I was like, shit, I, he, I, he picked I, up the ball and went with it. Uh, <laughs> that's exactly, and that's why I gave it to him because I know he'd do it. Ladies and gentlemen, I love it. This is your news dump from Sticks and Kicks. I'm gonna go ahead and start off with news that's personal to me. The Eagles went ahead and restructured their top cornerback Darius Slay's contract. We went ahead and uh, saved us, I believe, $9 million in salary cap. Yes, that is going to help us with the uh, 33 mil dead cap <laughs> that we have against us. Moving on, too, but we're going to stay in the same state. Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid out after hanging out with their barber. Uh, Danny showed me a picture. You guys can go ahead and check the picture out. We'll go ahead and post it on Instagram. I'll post it myself. Uh, he said they were with their barber. I don't see it, but apparently they must have learned before the haircut. That, no, that, that's what it is. That they went. I guess they wanted to get you know fresh cut for the All Star Weekend. Everything going good and there. And the barber came back with a positive test, making them susceptible being having been in contact. So to do the por- uh, protocol. And yes, we are not reporting that they tested positive due to protocol being in contact with the barber that was positive. Both of them have been eliminated from the All-Star game. They took individual private flights, so they weren't in contact with any other All-Star. Everyone else is safe as far as we know, but yes, they are out. The game will continue. Uh, News updated on that. It looks like uh, Zion Williamson will be taking Joel Embiid's starting place in the All-Star game. That's something to look forward to, you guys. That's happening today. Uh, This won't be out till tomorrow, so... Eh, whatever. Blake Griffin officially bought out by the Pistons. Looks like he is favored by the Nets. Let's go ahead and make it official. It looks like he was signed by the Nets. Yes, sir. He will be uh, going over to to the uh, Northeastern 
Yeah, division. You're right. Northeast North is a so, conference so where go, he will be ahead. joining his former teammate. People don't talk about this a lot. His former Clippers teammate, DeAndre Jordan, who is the center for oh, the Brooklyn. Shit, they were, I know people don't wow, talk about Wow, I that. forgot exactly. all about that. So it looks like the starting lineup is going to be DeAndre Jordan, Blake Griffin, uh, Kevin Durant, James Harden, Kyrie Irving. Like we talked about on last time's show. Uh, not last time, but we've talked about it. Guys, you go and look for it. Uh, anything less than a championship for this team is a failure. I think so, too. Let's go ahead and move on. Cole Calhoun of the Arizona Diamondbacks, unfortunately. Oh, man, that was terrible, too. He 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 had an injury during a game, and we went ahead and looked into it. It looks like it's going to be a torn meniscus, and he's going to be out. Fortunately for people, doesn't look like he's going to be out too long. Danny has further updates. Yeah, so I, last I heard it was going to be four to five weeks. When I first hear, and especially when you hear that word meniscus, torn meniscus, like torn yeah, no, anything. Yeah, torn anything. And, and, and so, like, you start thinking about, holy shit, how many months he's going to be out for a long time. We thought he was going to be out for like long, a better part of the season that is he was going to be gone. But no, four to five weeks, you know what? It's a torn anything. I'll take that all day, especially right now in the in the preseason, spring training going on. Let him get some rest. Come back uh, even after the season starts. Get some rehabbing. Get back in uh, in in game shape. He is a power hitter after all, so we don't need him to be uh, doing too much out there on the field. You know, just his defensive work. But yeah, Cole Calhoun. I look forward to seeing him this season. I totally agree. It sucks that it happened, but hey, three to four weeks is a good timetable, especially with spring training kicking off. Everything's going well. Not really for the Diamondbacks. They're not looking so hot, but uh, let's just hope they're getting all the losing out the way right now. Let's go ahead and move on and talk about, unfortunately, another loss for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Tim LaCastro gone. Unfortunately, he has to undergo COVID protocols and quarantine as he did test positive for COVID. Uh, we wish him well. We hope his family well, and we hope they all come back going on. That is your news dump, quick news that we just go ahead and want to give you guys. Nothing that we want to get into. Just quick news we want to go ahead and give you going on in the NBA. Let's go ahead and move on to the hottest, the greatest, and my favorite subject that I love to talk about. Football, baby. And you know what? It is a great day for Valley people, Valley team, Cardinals especially. I'm an Eagles fan, but I've lived here 16 years of my life. I'm I'm, oh, I'm good to be excited for you guys. Hey, Danny, is it cool if I'm excited for you guys? I absolutely welcome it. And I welcome everyone else who is new to this bird gang, who have been suffering for so many years. Uh, you can up. fill out your bandwagon fans at the door. We still accept you anyways. Come on in here. But yes, the biggest news of the week. Let them know. Well, I'm an Eagles fan. I would never jump ship. I have a ring. But oh, I love you guys here wow. in the Valley. And, that was uh, unnecessary. Hey, hey. You, we're, we're just having a good time here, man. We're, you try to make me sound like a bandwagon fan. You try to fill out. That was the, you know good and well that wasn't against you, man. Uh, oh hey, you know what? You're not that hurt. You're <laughs> not, not that hurt. You're I'm not. not. You're not. I know you. Why? Hey, hey. Because 99 is coming back. To the Valley, J.J. Watt is coming, and he was allowed to get his number. Source calling me. I am here, and I am reporting that I am going to the Cardinals. That was J.J. Watt this past week. 
I, this was not on the board for a lot of people. This came out of left field. This came out of nowhere. But yes, he is here. Whether it was DeAndre, uh, DeAndre Hopkins' Instagram that he put out, whether it was him reconnecting with Chris Paul, they knew each other from Houston. Whether it was him rolling over and like finding a new god that told him to go here, I don't give a fuck what the reason is. JJ Watt is an Arizona Cardinal, yeah. and for those people who want to say whatever about the money, whatever about his age, whatever about his injury, no, I will not accept any of that. Especially after Chris Paul came over here and is doing what he's doing with his team. JJ Watt is here. He is the future of this defense. He is gonna not only. Fortalize everything that's going on But he's going to lead the future class that is coming up The future is bright right here He said he wanted to go to contender I am taking this as an endorsement And I'm saying it right now The Arizona Cardinals are a contender I fucking love the energy And I am so happy for you guys Quote from J.J. Watt himself He called Kyler Murray And his words I came here because of you I believe in you I yes. believe in you. I'm pretty sure his best friend, one of the top wide receivers in the game, D-Hop, told him, hey, you want to come here. You want to be here with us. And like you said, Chris Paul, people don't talk about it, but Chris Paul was one of the first when he joined Houston to help out when J.J. Watt, because everybody knows not only is J.J. Watt a great player on the field, He's a great man off the field. Yes, he seems sir. like a great man. He's always willing to help. And Chris Paul was right on that one. And I'm glad Chris Paul is here winning as an old man. J.J. Watt knows he's about to become an old man. He knows this is the place to win as long as you can produce. Yes, sir. Lucio, you been quiet over there, baby. Well, y'all taking like forever to like see him. Like, yes, Aww. sir. But when you said 99 and you're like back again, 99, I literally thought Wayne Gretzky's back because, ah, because number 99 is Wayne Gretzky, the greatest retired through all. Lucky for all uh, the Cardinals sports, well, not, not necessarily Arizona Cardinals, Chicago Cardinals. They retired the Jersey 99. Yes, sir. Um, I apologize. to it was, the, it was the Goldberg family, the Goldberg family. I apologize. The Goldberg family. They, they retired the jersey. And uh, no, they heard J.J. Watt was coming back. They know he's 99. Uh, I'm pretty sure uh, it seems like the daughter, who I think she's yes, so, social media savvy because it did make its rounds. They reached out to, and she said she would be more than happy. And she thinks her dad would be more than honored to have someone like J.J. Watt represent that number for a year. Cardinals did clarify they're going to keep it for two years unless J.J. Watt stays long, and then they're going to go ahead and re-retire it. But, no, uh, we appreciate the Goldberg family. I'm pretty sure it means a lot to J.J. Watt. I'm pretty oh, yes. sure that means a lot to the Arizona family. Uh, Lucio, give me your thoughts on J.J. Watt not being a Carolina – I mean, an Arizona Cardinal. <laughs> so, um, when I found out, because I think I was probably one of the first people to find out. Hey, and- we're uh, surprised, yes or no? I was surprised. Very Everybody, surprised. Right? It, yeah. it was it was a lot of left field. You heard a lot of things about him going to other places, and then he he ended up in Arizona. I was very shocked. Um, I think my my I, I have no no doubt that he's gonna do very well with the Cardinals. He's very he he's still very 
He's a very strong presence. He's a veteran. Um, he's a very good defender, one of the top defenders in the league at one point, if not the best defender in the league. Um, and I think he has a good, solid uh, line now. I, I was actually talking to my coworker, the doctor I work with, and we were talking about it, and I told him, I was like, you know, J.J. Watt is kind of a piece that you guys needed in the defense because after, uh, was it Patrick Peterson? As, right, right. He's he's one of your veterans in the backfield, right? Yeah, he's he's our, he's still our corner, and uh, okay, but uh, his future's sh- up in the air right now. Shut but up. I'm not done talking. Okay, wow. I, I just needed to know that he was, and that was the right person. I was saying, all right. So he uh, after his terrible performance last year, which wasn't very good, <laughs> very, very, you wanted more out of him, definitely. Right? And he didn't produce, and I think he's actually going. He he's slowly dipping down, and it reminds me of a Josh Norman kind of situation where Josh Norman. So are we talking? Or are we not talking about Patrick Peterson? Because you kind of brushed it over. No, no, Patrick Peterson. Yeah, that, okay. That, he he's the one that, and I think that having JJ Watt come in and stepping into a, a, a leadership role and a very and he's a very experienced uh, court, uh, defensive lineman, uh, not defensive line, but you know he plays uh, the end. Uh, so I think he plays right end or left end, all field, all, all around. Okay. Well, yeah, he anyways. said wherever you want me to place, coach. Well, that's I'll, good. I'll Except go for ahead safety because he's too big to play safety. <laughs> he would never catch up to nobody. <laughs> hey, hey, those, those, those hell marys against the fucking. Uh, okay. So my point being, Rogers, we're gonna need him there. <laughs> <laughs> my point being is that he uh, he's gonna bring a very a very powerful. Force to the defense, and I think it's going to be something that's going to very it's going to help your guys' defense a lot. Which was last year, me saying particularly that I didn't believe Arizona was going to be a playoff team. I think that they still needed a few tweaks and a few uh, things to to do before they um before they became a more playoff contender team. And you were right. And Unfortunately, they did not make the playoffs. They didn't. And I think that this this move here. With the move of D, obviously D Hop was a big move. That was a very, very big move. And he produced, and he did very uh, well. And but that's what I'm saying. It wasn't just going to take the offense. You needed someone on defense. I wasn't expecting Patrick Peterson to play as bad as he did. I, I wasn't. I, I thought they they were going to do a lot better. When Danny said his prediction, I was like, uh, maybe a little bit less. But at this point, I think uh, a better prediction. Uh, that yeah, the Cardinals can definitely make the playoffs this year. I think the Cardinals have a very big, a very good chance of making the playoffs this year, um, and that's me being a Carolina Panther fan saying that they're going to make the playoffs because they have the quarterback. As much as I don't really particularly like Kyler Murray in the sense that I think he's very short, he's very. It's sometimes he can't see over some the some of the plays. It's very difficult. Allegedly, to, you don't. He know has that. to roll out. He has to roll out. Can I? Can I stop? Can I stop right there? I 1,000% agree with you, and that is my only – I'm going to go ahead and let you – just my only concern is with – is and I tell Danny all the time, bro, he is starting to trademark that back foot throw, mm-hmm. and that is a bad, bad thing. You know, it's it's different when someone like Cam Newton does it because he's strong and he – and, 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 and he's six freaking – you know what I'm saying? Five, like, no, he can know. see. But yeah. Kyler Murray is always back foot throwing on a whim. He's mm-hmm. just kind of like, I know D Hop is in this area, you know what I'm saying? He kind of he he's like he's throwing in the general direction. You know that they're and it's true. And but but that's but and and that's my 
only issue and, with that whole situation. And that's why I said what I was saying. You know, like he, it, I think it's hard. I think it's because his his offensive line is pretty tall. He's having to roll out a lot. He's having. It's to not be, about. It's just no. He's short. Man. He's short, and he's because short he's dude. short, he has to roll out and he has to throw. Like I th- honestly think he's shorter than Russell Wilson. Well, he is yes. by like an inch, but still, but I say one more. I didn't more. think that inch would count, but shit, dude, but like, like you well, can tell that he can't see. You can tell that uh, like struggles. slant, he like struggles. hey, that's why he doesn't throw slants. That's also why they don't throw screens a lot. Either. That's why they don't throw slants because he can't see. He can't see the slant, and you know what's fucked up? The Cardinals would be a perfect team with slants. Yes, at, at, hey, with having fucking uh, uh Christian Kirk in the slot mm-hmm. and Larry Fitzgerald and Larry in the other slot in a fucking slant. Yeah. I mean, bro, you got speed and hands. It the ball's getting caught. Yeah, it's it just it's just fuck. Go so ahead. my thing is too, like I, I believe that they they are going to do very well this this next season. I think they're going to do a lot better than they did last season. I think they're. I think the big thing is. Um, Would you agree? It's a make or break for Cliff and yes. Murray. Yeah, no, Cliff, not, yes, not, no, not Murray, not Murray, not, not Murray. Murray. No. Okay, Cliff for sure. Cliff for yeah. sure. Okay. Murray, no, Murray. As like I said, as much as I don't really like him, he has a lot of potential. He's a very good quarterback. He's a very good scrambling quarterback. He runs very well. I was watching some highlights. The best from him. scrambling quarterback? Yeah. No. This no. Hell yeah. no. No, no, no. He Hell has no. bro. That fool can Hell no. Bro, have you seen this kid? What are you gonna say? Lamar Jackson. No, Lamar Jackson's okay. So yeah, it's gonna be a debate between both of those because I thought Lamar you were Jackson. Gonna say, uh, I was I was thinking Josh Allen. No. But uh No, no, Josh Allen's just big. Who were you thinking? I, I was thinking Patrick Mahomes. No. Patrick oh, and, and, <laughs> no, no, not, not so much for the scramble itself, but what we can do with such little angles. No, 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 but no, 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 no. You no, know but, what I because him is not more of, of, of scrambling. It's him of just buying like an extra second yeah. because his throwing is so perfect. But that's still scrambling because no, that's not having to buy more no, time. No, no, no. Okay, scrambling okay. is running past okay. the oh. When you call a quarterback a, 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 a child running from a parent, that's, <laughs> that's scrambling. All right. And that's Kyler Murray to a fucking T, bro. I don't know if you've ever seen, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, saw, he, I, his I, little I, baby legs. I can't unsee it. Not, like, Kyler not. Murray looks like a toddler that just stole some candy. Yeah. Like, bro, that he's highlight, just, bro. <laughs> that highlight got number one in the right? NFL, uh, highlight, right? And he looks like he was just running. like, ah. And then, like you said, D hops right. over there. Boom. But my boom. what I'm saying is, he, sorry, I know I keep cutting you off, but I'm not done with my thought, bro. I'm more important than you right now. Because I'm talking. <laughs> but I, I feel like it's definitely one of those things where the Cardinals have finally gotten some of the pieces that they needed yeah. to be productive and to finally get to uh, to the playoffs and win in the playoffs. Because it's not just about getting to the playoffs. That's the that's the first feat. I know I keep cutting you off, but I, have, I, 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 you're, I love your tangent because I have um, middle questions for your tangent. Yeah. Has Steve Kime kind of because back in the day he hit and miss, but more mainly he was miss. Mm-hmm. But the last couple years, Buddha Baker, Kyler Murray, the Chandler mm-hmm. Jones sign, he went ahead and grabbed this JJ Watt signing, that Kenyon Drake grab, mm-hmm. which I know he didn't. I mean, people don't say he produced last year, but he did get a thousand yards last year. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, is his job safe? Yeah. Uh, he's making the right moves. He's grabbing the right people. He's he's pushing the organization into a positive direction. What happens if they don't make the playoffs this year? Is it's he, not a bad thing. It, or or, or uh, he um, has he has a couple years. He has a he has a a, a little bit of a, a push room. Yeah. Because you're getting good players, 
And sometimes the chemistry has to hit. This is why I told Danny that yet last year they weren't going to make it to the playoffs because you had to get the, the chemistry to get there. Okay. They got the chemistry. They, 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 they picked it up and everything. Obviously, you have, you have um, what's his name, Fitzgerald's already been with good chemistry with Kyler Murray. You have, you know, um, Christian Kirk. You don't think? Unfortunately, I disagree with that. Um, I think that's one of the reasons why we, uh, not me. I, I keep saying we, but I'm not going to lie. I've been out here for 16 years, so almost 17. Guys, I root for you. Arizona fans, I root for you guys. You guys, as long as you don't affect anything that happens to my Eagles, I root for you guys to the bone. So, you know what? If it's cool with you guys, I'm going to say we. And you know what? It's just like, hey, you know what? I think, um, I, I, I honestly think. That no, it's I, I don't think Kyler Murray and Blair Fitzgerald have a connection. I've watched all the games and I don't see that on field connection with them. I don't see Larry Fitzgerald being able I, I just don't see him being targeted much. And when he is targeted, it looks forced. And and that's what I have. And even if it is, I mean he catches the ball. It's it's and that, but that's my point though. Like I think Kyler Murray is underutilizing a giant weapon that he has, and I kind of think that's why Larry Fitzgerald is taking more of his time to choose to whether because he, he wants to. Hey, do I really, really want to play this backup role when I'm like I'm really, really a backup? You know, like mm-hmm. all right. So building on that, and I'll bring this up because you were the one that first told me about this. They gave you a prediction as soon as JJ Watt was coming back. You said that. That amplified, if not solidified, that Fitzgerald won't want to come back. Yep. So I still believe that, that was that, that, that. So okay, that was my question. Do you and still think that, that? I still is, think that. I think uh, the so reason why he's coming he, back. I think why he haven't announced anything is because why he didn't announce anything last year. I forget. I forget what happened. But no, no. Last year he said it right away. No, 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 no. No, I forget what happened, but he waited. On something, and he said, "Because I didn't want me to be the big news." He was like, "There was, I forget, I think it was the Super Bowl, maybe something like that. I forget what it was, but he made it clear that he was just like, I don't want to be the center of attention. Like, you right. know, this 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 is going on right now. I don't want to take attention off of that and like put it on me. I forget what that was, but um, yeah, no, that was awesome. You know, what I'm saying, no, I think he's gonna, I think he's gonna come back. I definitely think so too." The most important reason is because, like I said in the intro to the segment, I think this makes the Cardinals contenders, and I do think that this is going to be a great shot for Larry Fitzgerald to finally achieve that brass ring and solidify, cement, further just install himself, his own bust, into the Hall of Fame. Well, let's be honest about it. Him and J.J. Watt, uh, Hall of Famers. First ballot. Right. Not even a question about it, right? Without yes, a ring, a ring. Yeah, well, that, that's that's why I right? said all the other. Uh, right, right, it, right. It's just him solidifying, right. him putting himself like, I don't need y'all to vote. This is it. It's over. Per- it's done. Per- perfect example was a uh, Peyton Manning. Uh, when they the, when they decided on Peyton Manning, it took them thirteen seconds. Yeah. One of the writers who uh, voted for Peyton, everybody, it was a unanimous vote, but it took thirteen seconds. The guy said, 13 seconds too long." <laughs> That's what he said. He said 13 seconds yep. too long. I don't know if you guys agree, but uh Peyton Manning's no doubt. Like it was it would never even be a question, right? Yeah. That's how I feel about Larry Fitzgerald. That's kind of how I feel. Other about than Baker has the best commercials in the NFL. <laughs> 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 no, but I, I I love it. And yeah, big props to Peyton Manning and he and yeah. Larry Fitzgerald and JJ Watt right up up there. And yeah, First no, let's hope. Let's hope. Let's be honest about it. Um 
He hasn't been healthy. Let's go ahead and talk about the cons a little bit. He hasn't been healthy. Um, that's kind of why he's he's been down. If he can stay healthy, that's what Arizona's banking. I, I, I think being in Arizona will just keep him healthier. Yeah? Just you, just overall. Lucio, what do you think? Lucio, and, and just so people know, like, I'm sure you guys know, being listeners, Lucio is a licensed physical trainer, massage therapist. He knows what happens inside, so you know what this weather could do to an athlete's body. Yeah, Lucio has touched me before. <laughs> um, so it's not it's 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 good because he's he had a good year last year in the sense of not getting injured. And um so recovery wise he he's in that that sweet spot where he's recovered well enough and he's He's moving forward, and I think being in Arizona, I mean, the weather is always good, so you can always train, you can always rehab, you can always be out and doing something. Um, I think the other thing, too, is that um, he he's just kind of been in that good rhythm now with, with getting healthy. I think he finally understands kind of what he has to do to maintain a health, a good health and stay, stay on top of everything. I mean... You you can even pull out the the Tom Brady situation where the TB12 kind of keeps him uh, where he's at, and I mean, if if he were to do something along those lines, and not the TB12 line, but I mean, in the sense of staying healthy with eating right and stuff like that, because it all has to do with what you eat. And I think if the the Cardinals organizations are very focused on what they're doing, on 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 you know, because I don't know if you guys know, but the chefs in these organizations kind of have to cater to a certain kind of way of cooking nope. for the players. Fun I've, fact: uh, JJ Watt had brought up, I guess, uh, Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones, yeah, personal yeah. chef, uh, won him over with his personal cooking. He style. let him know. He told him that uh, he said beef Wellington is mm-hmm. is, is my dish. And You're about uh, to get some it. free food. Yeah, let's be honest here. about it. Uh, protein, right? Protein. Yeah, yeah well, protein is is what helps with uh, with the muscle regrowth and and helps uh, build muscle and and helps with recovery. But what I mean is like the the chefs inside the organization are the ones that are the ones cooking for them constantly when they're there at practice, when they're stuff like that. So they have to have a certain regimen and they have to kind of be like, well, JJ Watkin eat this, we need to get him this, you know, uh, Chandler Jones, he he he's more of this because he's had too much this or whatever. They're they're constantly on top of these things. These these chefs for these organizations are a lot better suited because they're for they're athlete chefs. They're not like you know gourmet Gordon Ramsay chefs. Gordon Ramsay chefs is just about to taste. Yeah, yeah no, taste no, they they know what they need nutritionally. Exactly, yeah, exactly. To, to and build. so I think yeah. that that's gonna be a big factor, especially because Chandler Jones has been very healthy throughout his career, and I think is gonna be something that can really help JJ Watt if he stays healthy. Um, he's gonna be a very big force to be reckoned with. Hey, we appreciate right, that. So One thing I want to go ahead and get into real quick is uh. I totally agree with that, and uh, I personally believe this was something I'm going to be, this is totally, this is kind of on subject, but this is totally different. In my personal opinion, I believe if Dwayne Wade had changed his diet to what LeBron James lives his lifestyle now, Dwayne Wade would still be in the NBA. LeBron James has literally cut out, I mean, I mean, Tom Brady eats avocado ice cream, and Tom, and you know, like LeBron James kind of copied that lifestyle. From Except Tom. for Tuesday. Oh, ah, Taco Tuesday! Did, you try, did you, he actually try to trademark it? What? Yeah, he, Taco yeah, Tuesday. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Let's not. Yeah, Miserable so, failure, but yeah, that was pretty stupid. But no, let's be honest about um, no spending a no, million dollars. I do, I do dollars, think that Dwayne Wade would have. Yeah. I, I, th- I think spending a million dollars on your body, plus 
the trainers that you have with the organization, I think that they help try to longevity your body. Look at Chris Paul. Look yes, at LeBron sir. James. And that's what I have on that subject. Cristiano Ronaldo. Unfortunately, we're going to go ahead and lose my boy Lucio. But before we lose Lucio, I want to get him in on a segment real quick. It's a quick top 10 wide receiver free agency. I want to let you let me know, yes or no, would you like to get one of these guys? All right? All right, so you're just going to go one by one and we say yes or no? That, hey, did, did, what do you think? All right. Yes or no, if you got a little brief tangent, keep it, keep it, keep it, keep mm-hmm. it. All right. So my personal opinion, I'm going to start off. I got number one and number six. We're going to go ahead and start with Chris Godwin and Juju Smith-Schuster. I don't see them leaving. That's why I keep them on this. That's why I bring them up first because I see them re-signing with their uh, respective teams. So I'm going to go ahead and start with Chris Godwin, Lucio. If he doesn't re-sign... Does it come to Cardinals? Yes or no? Do you want him? A Cardinal? No. You don't want him? As a Cardinal? No. What about Panthers? As a Panther? I would take him, yeah. But, I mean, we have two good receivers right now, so it's kind okay. of – we had two options. So, so you take him as a Panther? Um, depends on what we'd have to give up for him. Hey, not, not give no, up. no, these no, are free agents. Agent. These you got to sign him. You got to oh, pay him. Okay. Um, you got to pay. So that's just a, it's just a simple yes or no. Yep, one, yes or no. Whether it be one, two, or three, it's just yes or no. Yes or no? With a quick change it. Yes. All right. Danny, Goodwin, yes for the Cardinals because I I do think he still no has matter the money. I wouldn't say no matter the money. I would not pay him top dollar if we could get a halfway deal with him. I'm not gonna say low ball the guy, but uh, I, I wouldn't go mid deal for a mid deal. Yeah, Juju Smith Schuster, no. And the reason why I wouldn't take him is because Juju Smith Schuster, I've seen some of his Instagrams. I've seen some of his you know his things. He works hard, uh, but I think. He reminds me of like a Terrell Owens. One thing that reminded me about Juju Smith-Schuster, and I loved him at first because uh, this is one thing I remember. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster is for the people. Yeah. Uh, I think he's a little too much for the people. I think so. And and so that that's why by narrow margin, but I'm going to go ahead and say no also. All right. Uh, for, 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 for that For that same reason that, uh, uh, yes, it's good to like – be out there and I love when a player does something to like either piss off the other teams or like make himself known. But when he couldn't back it up with the Steelers, he couldn't really do anything to help them win. Mm-hmm. Then like he himself had to stop doing the little TikTok. He kind of embarrassed himself. So, so that that so as a reason. I I don't I don't trust his maturity level. He might still be a great star, but mm-hmm. I, I just don't trust it. And uh yeah, no, I'm gonna go ahead and go with the Eagles. I'll let you guys know as well. Chris Godwin, I wouldn't sign him just because uh, I think he'd cost too much. And Juju Smith Schuster, I like him, but um no, I'm good. I'm good. All right. Um let's go ahead with the uh, number guy. Allen Robinson, ex Chicago Bear. Uh I'll start off. Eagles, I love him, but um he kind of reminds me of Alshon Jeffrey. Uh he he can't stay healthy, and uh, we've already We've already got burned by the Bears with Alshon Jeffrey, so I don't know if we'll do it with uh, Allen Robinson. Free agency. Lucio, yes or no? No, I think we have enough. We have good receivers enough to not need him right now. All so. right. Danny? No. Uh, if he came here, like, he would definitely not be number one, number two. We got we got Hopkins. We are He'd looking like for number four. two, but I, I don't think he's that guy. He's number two? He's not. He, no. So, All so right. I'll pass on him. I'll pass on Robinson. Let's go ahead and keep going, guys. Will Fuller from the Houston Texans, free agent. Um, You know what? I would take this guy, and I would put him in my slot. I still need a number two. Um, I have Jalen Rieger, and I believe uh, – fuck, who else I got? 
I think that's all I got. I think all, all we got is Jalen Rieger right now. So, uh, no, I would, I would uh, depending on how much, like you said, maybe a mid-level contract, I would probably take uh, take the roll of the dice on Will Fuller. Lucio? Uh, I don't. I wouldn't take him just because uh, uh, Curtis uh, Samuel, he's been doing really well for us when both the receiving and as a running back when uh, Christian McCaffrey got hurt. Um, I think uh He's a good slot receiver, so I think uh, I'd pass on him. That's going to go ahead and bite you in the ass in a little bit later. Go ahead, Danny. <laughs> I, I'm going to go ahead and say yes, because we've had just such a roll of Texans coming over here and uh, <laughs> ch- changing the environment <laughs> over here. And uh, no, 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 but for the longest time, I've always thought that like that one-two combo that they had over there in Texas, for, they, that was one of the best. To have him on here, we can have the money, free up the money to actually have him. This one-two tangent of having Hopkins and Fuller on opposite ends. Like, who do you cover? Who do you double-team? Who? How are you going to do if you got some good slot receivers inside? All right, so you'll take Fuller. Yes, sir. Medium, uh, low, or high? Uh, I, I would. Let's just say I would do what it takes. Okay, I, I, I I'll would take do that. what it takes. I'll take that. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and move on. Kenny Galladay. Let's go ahead and start. Uh, we, we've started with Lucio. Danny, what you got? The record says it all, I think. I mean, he had Matt Stafford over there in the Lions. He he really, even though they try to make something happen, it's like, I don't know, some connect. He just doesn't stand out. I don't know if he needs us. He probably just does need a sense of new team. But I don't want to roll the dice on that with the weapons I already have and the the actual uh, solidified items that are still out there. No so I'm going to go ahead and say no. No need to take a chance on some guys yeah. when you're yeah. trying to win. Exactly. Exactly. So. Lucio, he he, he could be, but yeah, I'm not rolling the dice on that. Oh, Galladay, uh, if the price is right, I'd take him. If it wasn't a high price, absolutely. So uh, mid-deal or low-deal? Uh, Mid-low. Okay, okay. All so right, it wouldn't right, be yep. too low, wouldn't yeah, be. Yeah, I get I get you. Kind of in the middle of mid-low. Yeah. And for like a two years, I wouldn't want him too long. I wanted to see him prove himself first, give him a chance, obviously. One with an option? One with an option would be a good one. I like it. I All totally right. agree with that. Let's go ahead and move on. Sammy Watkins. Um, I personally don't like Sammy Watkins. Uh, he... Um, he was supposed to be something big with Buffalo. He kind of researched his career last year with Kansas City, but he dropped off again off the map this year. Um, I wouldn't take the chance on Sammy Watkins. The Eagles don't want him. All right, I'm going to go ahead and say, uh, I'm going to pass on him, but knowing that I could fully regret it because I know Sammy Watkins can do it. There's just something. I don't know what it is. There's something missing. There's a little I don't know if it's. The friendship with the quarterback. I don't know if it's the, the he has it though, huh? knowing where other receivers. I don't know if it's the scheme that the offense corner is trying to be. There is one little tiny thing that is off. And when somebody figures it out, he's going to be a star. Change it. You want to take the chance. I, you I, want to take the chance. No, you want it. No, you no, want it because I, I don't think I don't think it's it's in this system. I don't think it's in the Cardinal system. So I will pass on it, knowing that. He might be the guy, but I just but know you believe he, in him. I believe in him. So 100%. you believe you believe in him, just not with the Cardinals. It, it's, it's just the Cardinals are not the system. Lucio, the what system. you got? Uh, I wouldn't take him just because, in that same respect, with what he's saying, we need that guy. We're getting a new quarterback. Uh, we're not keeping Teddy just Bridgewater. He's fucking wow. Shit. Uh, I'm kind of glad we're gonna get rid of him. Um, so we're gonna be having to play chemistry catch up again with quarterbacks and receivers, and I don't think we need another one of these two. And like I said, he. It's just that something that he needs, and it might be the, the right quarterback. You know, hopefully it's not Deshaun Watson. And, uh, yeah. 
Ladies and gentlemen, short, sweet, and to the point. Nope. Uh, this is what I was trying to tell you. He's going to bite you in the ass. <laughs> Curtis Samuel is a free agent. I'd resign him right away. How much? Uh, um, almost anything he'd want. The reason why is because he was a pivotal point of us not being completely trash. So that's your guy. I, I like Curtis Samuel. He's been with us for a while now. He's been with us for at least six years, and he's been that backup. He's been that guy that just kind of sits in the back and has. So you want him, and I want him because I think that in his respect, he played a good uh, receiver and he did great in the backfield when he had to play running back when uh, Mike Davis wasn't doing really well. I think he got like kind of injured, or he, we needed another person that was faster than Mike Davis to to run through. So, Danny, what you got? I think it all depends on the contract with him, depending on what uh, arrangement can be made between Steve Kime and his agent. I would not pay top, top dollar for him. I would not break the bank to bring him over here. But to have a player like him, he is definitely an upgrade above Andy Isabella, you know, in terms of actually catching the ball and putting up good yards. Uh, so, so yeah, definitely a uh, if, if barring any other signing, uh, he would make a decent number two, number three, but just not for top dollar. What he did last year, um, I'm pretty sure he's gonna go ahead and demand top dollar. Yeah, uh, so I, the Eagles will not will not uh, the Eagles will not will not make pursue that. So it's, it's too much money, I think. Yeah, I, I think he's gonna so. be too much money, and and you know what, he deserves it because of how he produced last Absolutely. year. Because of uh, you know what they uh, hey, it was your chance, but and, uh, and, I don't, and the, I don't, I don't think he would, he would be consistent on that production. And the reason I say in terms of the contract and not it straight up yes or no is because we never know what kind of deals can be made. Uh, I don't know if we touched on it, but the JJ Watt is only going to be a four point nine. We're going to get it. We're 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 touching. So we're I mean, gonna, we're going to get it. We're going to go ahead. Next receiver, go ahead and get into it. Uh, I I already told Danny. Uh, yes. I would go ahead and give him a two-year with a one-year option. Um, I think he still has something left in the tank. T.Y. Hilton, I will go ahead and sign him. That's somebody that I would sign. I think he wouldn't be uh, – I don't think he'll be that expensive. Uh, yeah, no, T.Y. Hilton is somebody that I would bring to the Eagles. Uh, see, yeah, seeing, seeing what he did under uh, – what's his face? God. Uh, Chuck Pagano? Uh no, Frank Wright, the quarterback. Oh, Andrew Luck. No, god damn it, that was two years. Jacoby Brissett. Yes. Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers. There you go, bro. Continue. (laughs) I I could just break it down with this. If we could get him for the cheapest possible contract, I will take him. That's it. I know. Um, if we don't sign Curtis Samuel. I'll I'll take him. He's a he looks he's he feels right? like a good. I agree. Um, I'd play him medium, medium contract. Maybe uh, like I said, maybe another one year, one option. But if not, a solidified two year. And you're right. Uh, that's one thing I didn't. Uh, yeah, no mid tier contract. I th- I thought I with the one thing I didn't want to. Yeah, no, I definitely want to sign him to a big contract. All right, let's go ahead and keep going. Corey Davis of the Tennessee Titans. I personally think this is the guy. I think he's the one on the list. I think he's a he's a solid wide receiver. Um, yeah, no, I wouldn't pay him the bank though, but I would definitely pay him. Uh, I don't want to say top dollar, but I would give him a I would give him a, a decent penny. Medium for, high. I would give him medium high. I would give him definitely medium high for his services for the Eagles. Not Danny Lucio. What you got? Uh he's a one receiver. 
we I can't we we have two right. It's, That's the it, guy. It's, it, but we have two receivers. We have you know Robbie Anderson and we have DJ. More like we like, and that's why that's why I'm Robbie saying. Robbie Anderson, formerly of the Jets, who is just balling with balling. the Panthers, and and so that's what I'm saying. Like, can can we use him? Sure, but would he be comfortable? And would the chemistry be there? Would the 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 likability of him not playing as much because you have Robbie Anderson, DJ yeah. Moore, and he's not a slot receiver, so he it, it's it's no, it he would he be, would have to be a number one. It wouldn't, yeah. He is a, be a is player. Robbie Anderson a slot though? Could could you move Robbie Anderson? No, a slot? he's a no, he's, he's a deep. He, he's a slant. Yeah, he's, he's a deep threat. He's he, definitely he's a deep threat. threat. And he, what about a DJ Moore? I DJ Moore, you could potentially move him to slot, but he he's would that would that stun his growth? Yeah, I okay. Think then right. no, you don't want. To and do that's that, why right? I don't want that. I I would like to have him, but it just wouldn't make. It sense. wouldn't fit. Yeah. So no. Danny. All right. Uh, remind me to ask you whether it would not it has not stunted the growth of. Um, fucking oh, who's Christian Kirk? Christian Kirk, yes, definitely. Because definitely. So definitely. so yeah. But you know what though? I think Christian Kirk. He will grow from it, but it's it has stunted. It is, it, and that's why I think uh, I think I think uh, they should definitely fit at the at the slot and then keep him at the two. You know, but he yeah yeah. But uh, yeah. all right. So, but but overall, I think I would I would definitely want him for the Cardinals. Uh, in 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 terms of uh, what do you got? Yeah, Corey Davis. I, I I would definitely want him on the corner because he was a great outlet for when uh, Derrick Henry was not tearing everyone up inside on the field on the ground. He was definitely uh, Davis going, going, going long, and I would pay him his top dollar. And the reason I say that is because I don't think he would command as much money as other number ones would around the league. But for him, what he would be asking for, I believe I would give him what he wants. So it'd be around a mid to high. You contract. think he understands his way? And I, I, I think so, especially after coming out of a team. You know, uh, I, I, it's. Tennessee is not a super team. They've never been counted as a super team, but you would not be surprised when they make a huge run right there. True. You know, Tannehill had a great year last year. You know, they are the best running back in the NFL. And I think him moving to a team like the Cardinals, where he would not be the number one, but still have an important role, I think would be a good match. So, yes, I would want him here mid to high. I would not break the bank exactly, but yes, I would like to have him here. I love it. And, uh, Real quick, before we get into that, is this with a retired Fitzgerald or a... All of this is assuming Fitzgerald comes back. And I, I will say that because he has not said no. And whether people want to say there are definitely others around the NFL that are better, yes, there's always going to be better receivers. But actually, that you can trust, will catch the ball, will not drop. That's a sure thing. Wherever you be, that he's going to run his route. Larry Fitzgerald is among the greatest of all time. He's never, so, he's never quit. So, uh, so, so all, all, the, everything that I've said is assuming Larry Fitzgerald can come, will come back. All right, all right. So we're hoping to have have a nice little three four battle with wide receiver. You guys are hoping to have a nice little prethora. Yes, sir. Last and foremost, me personally, I would not bet a dollar on this guy. All right, he had eight hundred plus yards last season, and he had eight. Plus, I think he had eight touchdowns exactly last season. Um, Nelson Aguilar, Super Bowl champion. <laughs> ah, you had to bring that in. I I don't want him back. I'm good. I don't want him back. I'm, I'm good. Yeah, no, I'm good. I concur. 
Jeremy, you called it the Danny curse once again. After you talked to me about how good he was doing with the Raiders after he had left the Eagles, I picked him up on my fantasy team, and I saw him produce absolutely nothing after I brought him up. Whether it be the Danny curse or not, he has proven that he is not a resourceful guy to actually make it. So I'm going to be a hard pass on this one. Yeah, no, he's he's just not a consistent guy. No, man. He's not just at not, all. He just doesn't have that in him, man. And uh, guys, thank you very much. This is a segment that I wanted to bring to the show, and you guys let me bring it to the show and let me control it. Thank you very much. That was a free agency. Ladies and gentlemen, that was from all three of us, and that's what we got. Those are the top ten free agents, wide receivers available. And hey, next week let's do running backs. That's how we feel. All right, guys, uh, we're gonna go ahead and get into our final segment right here, but we're just gonna take a quick break and be back. One second, one second, one second, one second. I have some breaking news. Oh, oh shit! Ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna lose one of our co-hosts. And our co-host, you know, everybody, everybody has a life. We can't all stay. We want our co-host to go ahead and get his final thought in. Lucio, all thank right. you for joining us today, bro. <laughs> final thought. All right. So, a couple thoughts. I actually have one. Ah, God damn. That's why you try to go. To, all right. <laughs> one, uh, one football-related and one basketball-related. The football-related is uh, I absolutely, positively do not want the shot Watson on the Panthers because we'd be giving up way too much for him. Believe me, he's not going to the Panthers, and he's not going <laughs> to the Panthers. As much as there's there's notes that they're that they want him, that they're, that the Tepper's willing to pay top dollar for him. I've uh, literally ne- not seen or heard not anything one. about the, nothing <laughs> about the Panthers going after him. Well, not a peep. It's okay. I hear it. I can see it. Out of peep. Anyways, the point being, did you write it? No, I didn't write hey, it. Hey, 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 let's be honest about it though. We didn't hear a peep about JJ Watt going to the That Tunnels, is though. true. Yeah, that yeah. Is. So, so and then <laughs> the last thing is too, uh Lamella Ball, uh, rookie of the year. Lamella Ball is gonna win the rookie of the year this year. I think he has all the stats. He's leading the stats for everything except for blocking. Everything else, he is on top of his game. He's performing well. He's exceeded expectations from uh Michael Jordan himself, but I honestly believe that, and I mean, I feel like a lot of people are in the same boat. Um, LaMelo Ball is going to win Rookie of the Year this year because he leads everybody in stats except for blocking, which obviously he's a point guard. I mean, he can still block, but doesn't do as much blocking. But other than that, he's leading. I think he, he's like, what, 6'4", right? 6'6"? Six, six? He's 6'5". Six, hey, 6'5". Yeah, it's, hey, Jordan was 6'6". Six, six. So, no, in, in seeing what he's done this year, like, I, I would be hard-pressed to argue that LaMelo has just been on fire. And seen. it's not just what he, what he has done this year. It's how it's he's helped what, his team. Um, Nobody else has no other rookie is doing what he's doing. Yeah. And like you say, he's helping his team. They are currently mm-hmm. in the playoffs. They are winning. And a quote from Jordan, he has exceeded all our expectations. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's going to be it for me today. That's all I'm going to leave you guys with. Uh, and everything else, I mean, I know there's some places have their mandates lifted, uh, especially Texas being one of those. I know Arizona's said to be following suit. We don't know yet, but they if just they do, did. They just did. So if they did, then uh, just everyone make sure you guys stay safe out there. If you guys still feel like there's, uh, you you feel like yourself uh, being a little bit, you know, you're sick or you're not, don't go out, don't be doing stuff, don't be trying to get other people sick. And if you're out there, stay safe, uh, be safe. And uh, a mask is not a, a bad thing to have around. So, all right, you guys, have a good night. Hell yeah. Thank you, Lucio. We'll see you here next week. Lucio, thank you for having
Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Unfortunately, we lost one of our hosts, the great Lucio. But you know what? You're still here with me. I'm pretty sure I'm awesome. Jeremy, and uh, if I'm not awesome, you stay with this guy, Daddy. Yes, sir. And we are here talking about the hottest, hottest team in the NBA right now. I Don't, don't give me records. Don't give me positions. Don't give me any of this negativity. I know who is riding higher and higher than all other teams in the NBA. We got one, one who is above all, like he does, rises in the East, sets in the West. The Sun, the Phoenix Sun coming in strong as the hottest team right now overall. So I don't want to hear about stars. I don't want to hear about all stars. I don't want to hear about contracts. And I don't want to hear about future right now. As a team, the hottest commodity is the Phoenix Suns. And without an entrance like that, I mean, how can you even talk about the Phoenix Suns? Luckily, we have that entrance. So we can go ahead and dive deep into the Phoenix Suns, which, let's be honest about it, besides the Utah Jazz, they have been the hottest team in the NBA, winning against everybody, whether yes, it sir. be the small team like the Chicago Bulls, who's trying to get their name going in the East, yep, or it be the big boys in the West against the L.A. Lakers, where we went ahead and dominated with losing uh. our superstar. Losing our superstar, we were still able to get it going. Danny, let's go ahead and start off with Saturday against the Bulls. Let's go ahead and get all this out of the way first. Against the Bulls, it was a straightforward game. They they went off. They actually won 106 to 97. Chris Paul did Chris Paul things, put up 14 points, 15, uh, 15 assists, six rebounds, doing an all-around leadership role like he's supposed to go. You know, got we got Bridges going five for six, 14 points. Frank Kaminsky coming in strong. I don't know why this motherfucker is not just, a he's starter. He's off why the bench. He's not a starter. Why he's he always off the bench. He came uh, in and scored 15 points. And you know what? Let's be honest about it. That game was there was no question. It was a little bit of fight. But uh, at the at the end, I believe it was during the uh, early. You were, you, were you ever worried? No, during that game, that not that's even just a it. little bit. You know, I I was a little bit watching the way that um, Zach Levine came out. And let's be honest about it, that kid is special. What yep. he does is special. But you know what though? But he, you need a full team. He could not maintain. Yeah, you he need could a full not team maintain. You. you know, so yeah, no, I was a little concerned with the first quarter with the energy that they brought out. But it was just so happy to see everybody else match that. Yep, got got over to get the, get this win, exactly what we needed. Next game, we went to Minnesota to face the Wolves. Uh, every oh. every time we talk about uh, the, the Wolves and the Phoenix Suns, we talk about the friendship between Devin Booker and Carl Anthony Towns. Of hey, let's, let's be disrespectful real quick because we've admitted it off air, and this is a radio show, and we want to be honest. Yes, sir. Kaffir Aiden. All day. I'll take it. I'll sign All it right now. Fucking day. Not a de- detriment to him. I don't. I don't. I, it's not that I don't believe in him. But if you're telling me man for man, right now, I will take that. All day. Long. I totally agree with that, Aiden. Uh, hey, man. I appreciate your development, but uh, I just believe Cat has a higher ceiling. Yes, and, uh, sir. honestly, I think friendship goes a long way. 
And and for him to have to come over here and and who's to say later on maybe not this year but next year, whether it be trade, whether it be a couple of years from now through contract uh, expirations, you know, completing the full circle, you having know. uh, you Russell know. over here yeah. and uh, we'll fuck around and create a all star all caliber team and we digress though. Unfortunately, uh, we had to play against Cat and we had to play against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, Unfortunately for them, <laughs> uh, go ahead, man. What book do? 118 to 99. We had that victory. Booker just went off. Oh. That is what he did. 43 points went up there and showed him exactly why he was in the conversation. And I say that because we'll get to that later. For that all-star game, knowing that he has felt disrespected long enough. Devin Booker went off for that game. You know, Chris Paul went up there, had 15 assists for that, as well, showing his leadership. But and you know what? That's another, hey. that's another game that I never sweated. 30 assists in two games. Yep. That is production. I, I'm not going to lie. That's worth $40 million a year. Yes, I sir. I don't care what anybody says. You keep, you keep going with that. You keep giving me that leadership. You keep giving me those numbers. Yeah. <laughs> for the record... I just want everybody to know. I don't know if you guys listen to this show. But I wanted Chris Paul two years ago. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, I say it every year. I'm I'm being 100% honest with you. When I knew that Chris Paul was up for Valley, I wanted Chris Paul since he was leaving the Clippers. Unfortunately, no, everybody thought that was crazy and his money was too much. Everybody, oh, he went to Houston, then he went to Oklahoma. He wasted time in Houston. He wasted time in Oklahoma to be at his real home where he's supposed to be in Phoenix. Yes, I sir. digress. 30 <laughs> assists, two games. Denny, after that, we went ahead and played the champions, the former champions, the L.A. Lakers. They were Anthony Davidless. They were. They didn't have no Anthony Davis. But the king, that's what they call him. LeBron James, which I'm, I, I, I have no disrespect. He is the top player. He is one of the best players in the NBA. One, he, he is a great, and he will go down as Hall of Famer. But he couldn't get it done. Exactly. Though. We we went over there, and that was all the way throwing it all the way back to the intro, as in the Phoenix Suns broke down the doors of the Staples Center and showed them exactly who they were. You and I talked about before the game. Being without Anthony Davis, being without fucking, uh, ah, what's his name? You're not going to help me out. I, I don't, I don't ah. I'm sorry, sir. I, I, well, I think you're talking about the Warriors game we talked about. Who else was gone with the Lakers? There was not just Le, uh, Anthony Davis. Are you sure? Yes, because they kept repeating, and that was one of the things that the TNT crew kept repeating on air. Everyone who was out for the Lakers, kind of making excuses for them. You and I were talking about them every quarter. I apologize. I don't. I don't remember that, but I do remember that um, they were talking about KCP, uh, Contavious Caldwell Pope guarding Booker, and they were talking about Dennis Schroeder guarding uh, you know, Chris Paul. So I don't remember who else was out, but I do remember Aiden. Uh, Aiden. Anthony Davis, which is obviously, I mean, let's be honest about it. Without him, they're, I mean, as great as LeBron James is, he's not 
LeBron, you know, he's not 20, right. 26 year old LeBron James as compared to what he is now. I mean, he can't really carry a team by himself. So they were missing Anthony Davis. And uh, no, I mean, as much as they want to make an excuse, uh, they went out there to win. And what happened? What happened is that Phoenix Suns proved that they were a team overall because it was it was touch and go for a second. Phoenix Suns took a good lead early on, which was what we expected against this shorthanded Lakers. And then early in the third quarter is what we had the controversy of the week across all of the NBA. Devin Booker being ejected after just being named as an all-star, being ejected from this high-profile nationally televised against the defending champions game for throwing the ball too hard at a ref? Are you fucking kidding me? Not only throwing too hard the ball, complaining about 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 throwing the ball too hard to the ref. That, that, it's just, oh it's, my, I just that, that is just unreal. But it's just unreal to me because once you, it, it would have been it would have been one thing if he would have just gotten a technical for that because he did early on, early no, it, early in that, that the play. Lakers. But but yes, but that that is my thing. Once you get a technical. It is almost an unwritten rule that after you get getting after you got that technical, you can say whatever you want for the rest of that play, and the and, and they sh- the yeah. refs should not get into it anymore. You made it very it's clear the same play. Yeah. You made it very clear that you're gonna team me up for what I'm gonna say. Yeah. So let me finish let me, my tangent. Yes. Exactly. And you know what? He didn't even direct the tangent towards them. I don't think the referee in distance was was. Was in distance enough? That that is what gets me because the one that teed him up the second time was not even the one that got the ball passed to him that hard. His buddy did it for him. Yeah, and you went over like, hey, you hurt my buddy's feelings with that hard pass. I'm going to tee you up a second time. And you know what? That happened, I believe, I want to say that in the beginning of the third quarter. Yes. It it was like around minute seven and something. I want to say something like that. You know what? They thought they had this game in the bag. Not only did they think. And I need to bring it up. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not going to do it. But after that. But he's going to do it. After that moment, we follow a lot of Phoenix Suns groups on social media. After that moment, so many people started just talking. This game is over. Thanks a lot, Booker. You just lost us the game. Phoenix Suns just lost because of the refs. The refs just cost us this game. This is with over 17 minutes to play in the game. With 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 the lead, with the lead, and this is Phoenix Suns fans completely giving up on the team. And the reason I say it is because I screenshotted every single person who put it, and I was gonna name them name by name. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. I won't do it right now. But ladies but that and was gentlemen, my full intention. We have receipts that that pissed me off so much, even more than what the refs did, because we've seen what this team can do as a team. We've seen this team play without Devin Booker and to see their own fan base just giving up on this team saying that it's over saying that we lost to the Lakers saying that this this game is just I don't done. think this year should that should be happening I think this year is different oh my goodness I, I think this year I think this year is is we need fans we need real we need true fans we need real yes. true fans more than ever because this is the year I there's something special going on and you know what? I'm not going to say that we're not going to win the championship, but I'm going to say that you guys need to stay tuned, and, and we need the love, and we need the support. I mean, let's be honest about it. We played the champions. We lost Devin Booker, but, Danny, we were still able to go ahead and win that game. We won that game by double digits, won it by 10. 
And we won it without playing DeAndre Ayton a single minute in the fourth quarter. The rest of the team rallied around the, the, the matchups, matched up. We never needed Aiden to come back in. Not to say that he was unnecessary, because I think he still ended up with like 17 points or something. Yeah. But uh, but the, the matchups just made sense. Kaminsky and Sarich had a hell of a game. Chris Paul ended that game. He ended up playing like 30 minutes. He got his 10 assists, 8 points. He he, he got his and stuff that's my fun. around. He has 8 points. He still has 10 assists. He still finds a way to get everybody involved. Yes, and it's sir. always good to have people like that. We were very happy to take that win. And you know what? That transcended into Thursday. Into Thursday coming in with the Warriors. And you and I talked before that game. Especially after the news broke out of who Where? was going to be missing that game. Let's go ahead and, ladies and gentlemen, if you weren't sure who was going to be missing that game, they were Warriors were without. First of all, without Thompson, which is from the game. Which is obviously, unfortunately, hey, bro, get better soon. You're a great basketball player. And honestly, I, hey, man, I, I love the competition, man. Go ahead and get better. And we love watching you play. Without Thompson. Yep. Without Curry. Without Curry. Curry did not. Curry played the night before on Wednesday, but he did not travel with the team on Thursday. Yes, sir. And happy birthday to this old guy, Draymond Green, who also <laughs> it was his birthday. I don't I don't know if he was injured or not, but he did not travel with the team as well. And watching the game on Wednesday, Kelly Oubre did not play. I believe it was a wrist injury. So I I I was kind of sure that he wasn't gonna play this game. Um I called the win. Yes, sir. I called the win from a get-go. Not knowing that it was going to come at the cost that it came at. Danny, go ahead, explain. So what we were talking about right there is all like, you know what? And I told you early on in this game, I said, Jeremy, this right here, this is a practice. This is a shoot around. This is a preseason scrimmage against a G League team. That's what it should have been. This is what it is. Like, the Sun should have absolutely no trouble with this. And we should have no trouble with saying this. Not be afraid of jinxes. Not be afraid of anything that might happen because, oh, we said that we had it in the back. Like, no. We think the Phoenix Suns are a winning team and a top three, four seed in the Western Conference. So we need to have this confidence to say that we have these games in the back, which we did. And uh, go, going forward into this game, there was no reason, in my opinion, for any of the starters to play in the second half. Get your rotation in there. Have people control the game. Have people control the score. Run it out and get some much-needed minutes for, for this uh, this bench we squad that this we win, have. Yes or no? I'm sorry? We needed this win. Yes or no? We need. We not only needed this win, like this. This win right there, it was yeah. just a check mark. But it's, we it's like, we didn't need the win at the expense. Not 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 at the expense, and that's go what ahead. I'm getting now, right go ahead there. Elaborate because towards the end, the end of the first half, and I believe it was the second quarter. Devin Booker did suffer a knee to knee collision inside the paint, and uh, he immediately got ice wrapped around it. He was on the bench, you know, a t shirt on, ice wrapped around. I think he. I thought he was done for the game, and I even told you. Jeremy, I would not put him in. Let him get some rest. Let him make sure he's fine. He, no, not you only, let me know. You say, bro, he was already dressed. Wasn't he in a... Yeah. The, yeah he, he looked like he was in street clothes. He, he thought like he, he was, was done. done. But not only did he come into the game, but the amount of minutes that he played after that, I don't know if you got the the, the number. He played 30 minutes. He 30 went, minutes. I believe he went 6 for 20. I think he scored 16 points. I mean... He did not have a good game at all. For him 
to be in the game and to play all the way up until the fourth quarter, yeah, and, was totally unnecessary. And, and I, I don't, I don't, I don't get me wrong with with what I'm about to say, but it's true. Monty Williams is a good coach. That was fucking stupid. That was such an idiotic that move. That was fucking because stupid. even after he came back, because I told you I thought he was done for the night. You called that it. was a second you call, quarter. And you know what's funny is I didn't. I noticed the knee to knee collision and I saw the limping a little bit. But I, I like kind of shrugged it off until you actually brought it up. You was like, you know what? He should sit out right now. I noticed the third quarter. It was bothering him. It, it was, he it, he it, could it, not it, get no. in this shooting Yo, motion on, you know on defense. He could not shake it off at all. Yeah. Like, like as much as he tried to just, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine. It was very obvious that he could not he could not play with that. Exactly. And that's when the coach should step in. So like, I don't care if you want to go out there and get some numbers. I don't care if you feel good, if you think you're good. I'm the coach, and what's best for the team is for you to sit out and rest that knee. Monty wrist. Everything. I, I, you know what? I, I, will, I will roll the dice. He risked the rest of the season. I, any I, other, I would agree. Any other collision agree. with the knee, any other, like a bad fall after, you know, a, a head-to-head at the rim or something like that, anything else that could have happened could have sidelined him for the rest of the year. Bro, it takes it takes one pop. Yes. Just one pop. And and, and so, like, he risked so much for, for literally nothing because we, we did not need him on the floor to win. He did not have to be on the floor for the Phoenix Suns to pull off that victory right there. And uh, so as a result of this, he is sitting now at the All-Star game tonight. Tonight, uh, we are recording on Sunday. Uh, it would have been his second his second shot. Like, for me, I, well, not I, only don't, that, he's I don't missing care. The, uh, the three-point and, uh, well. for, for, re, for me right here, I don't care. I will you know sit what's him funny all is, week. Um, I'm happy he's missing all the events. Yes, don't stress. I'm, don't. I'm not happy. Why? Uh-huh. That's my point. I'm, 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 no, I'm happy he's not because let's be honest about it. Um, nobody's happy about this All Star game. I mean, the Suns were one of the teams that were invited to the bubble, and they're one of the teams that have a shortened season. Yep. You know, because we we made it to the very end of the bubble. We with eight and zero, baby. Eight and zero, baby. Let's not forget about that. So, I mean, so so because, let's just go and see what that. happens. We're gonna go ahead and um, we're gonna go ahead and have a you know we we don't play again till Thursday, Danny. Who do we play? So it's not going to be again until next Thursday, March 11th, what we have against Trailblazers. So that gives Booker a good week, seven days of no basketball games in order to recover. So hopefully, and I think he will be back 100% by the time that Trailblazers games is at, at uh, on Thursday. Uh, we got the Pacers. And uh, that's all we have for next week. And then, of course, Grizzlies and Timberwolves again the week after that. Uh, but yeah, they, they, they're they're going in. They're gonna get into a tough schedule here late, uh, later on. But these two games a week, I think it's gonna give plenty of time for the Phoenix Suns to be able to rest, uh, recover from the All Star break, and uh, keep going. Because if anything, if anything was proven the first half is that Phoenix Suns are a contender. They are a top four team in the Western Conference, and they do have what it takes in order to go far. Like, if, if I were to tell you right now, from the future, the Phoenix Suns made it to the Western Conference Finals, would you be surprised at all? Nope. If I were to tell you that last year. We you, made the playoffs? You would have left me out of the building. We made the playoffs exactly. last year? So that is the amount of progress that we've let's made. Let's be honest about it. The uh, the first half has been phenomenal. And yes, I mean, let, sir. I don't think anybody could have asked for a better first half of basketball from the Phoenix Suns than what we have now. All right, so my final question. First half of the season MVP for the Phoenix Suns. 
Oh, a team MVP? Yeah. Whew. Wow. Kind of. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, Chris Paul. Chris Paul. Chris Paul. Sorry. All I, right. I don't know why it took me so long. <laughs> that was that was disrespectful to Chris Paul. I <laughs> about that. You know, Chris Paul. I'm going to agree with you. And uh, people might make the argument for Devin Booker. And I think it's the only argument you can make, uh, possibly. I know there's some Mikael Bridges fans out there. I know people are very fascinated with I'm the, not gonna lie. With the would, amount of progress I, yeah, that Aiden no, has made. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised of the uh, Mikael Bridges fight. Yeah, I, 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 w- I would totally welcome that. That's understandable. But when you put him head to head, just the the, the presence. Yeah, I, I, I would definitely have to agree with you. Chris Paul changed the yeah. mentality of the locker room. And let's be honest about it. People don't think about it, but if you can go ahead and look back at the last couple teams that Chris Paul has played for, I know it's a big talking point. Yeah, and that's go ahead. one thing that we did some. Everywhere he goes, they win more. Teams have gotten better. Yeah, he no he he he. He's a winner. I mean, let's be honest about it. He used to play. I mean, when he played with the Clippers, they had a 39% win percentage. After he came to the Clippers, they're at 60% win. With the Hornets. I mean, that was his that was his starting career. He was a rookie. Bro, they used to win 22%. They were the laughing stock of the NBA. He brought them all the way up to 46 wins. Not 46 wins, but 46 win percentage. I mean, that's that's beastie. Then he went ahead and made his move to Clippers, which I told you about. Then he made his move to the Rockets. From 67, they were already a leading contender. I believe they have a championship. They went from there, almost 80 win percentage. Imagine winning 80% of your games. It's amazing. But for some reason, they didn't think that he was good enough for that. He went to the Seattle Sonics, a.k.a. the Oklahoma Thunder. Uh, he said the Sonics. <laughs> uh, they deserve they deserve a franchise. Sorry, not sorry, Seattle. Uh, hey, don't worry, guys. You're, I, I believe in you. That's why I said I that. I don't. Screw Seattle. <laughs> yeah, he's a dick. Thunder, Oklahoma Thunder. You guys were at 60% win percentage. Chris Paul brought you to 61. But let's be honest about it. You started your career with... Uh, Westbrook, Durant, and Harden, and you fucked that up. But you know what? He went ahead and kept you guys steady. Chris Paul is a winner. This is the main thing that I want to talk about. Chris Paul came to the Suns, and it's weird to see the number right now because I thought that we were beasts, especially when I came to the Suns. I came here, I believe, in 04. That's when Mike D'Antoni came here, and then... You know, we got Nash. Uh, Stoudemire was already here. And then Nash and, you know, Marion, Quentin Richardson, Joe Johnson. I, I don't know. I just, I was for that era, and we were always winning. I didn't know that we were only at a 47% win percentage. We only win 47% of our games. Chris Paul's here. 67, 68% of the wins. He wins. He's yes, a winner. At the end of the day, wherever Chris Paul goes, he teaches. He learns, and people win. And you know what? The next half of the season, I'm expecting the same. I mean, I'm ready. Danny. Yes, sir. And just to close this out, uh, we did mention before that uh, that uh, it did become official that uh, – Griffin uh, decided to sign with the Nets. He's going over to Brooklyn for for the rest of this season. It was talked about for the Phoenix Suns, but you and I both agree. 
we 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 should not mess with this chemistry right now. We have the pieces that it takes right now to go ahead and get get after it. Uh, we, uh, that's we, not necessarily what we talked about. And uh, that's not that we we talked with with uh, Blake Griffin. No, no, uh, we we talked about not wanting him here. But what in do, the position. what what did we agree that we need? A center. A what? A backup center. I see. I knew. See, that's. I agree. We we both agreed off air. A backup center is where we need Sarich and Kaminsky are, are, are the, the great power forwards. Great Both power of forwards, them. right? Sarich yep. is not a center. Kaminsky is not a center. Yep. We need a backup. We need that center to, to be able to solidify that. And uh, in games where we play small ball, like the fourth quarter of that Lakers game, we played small ball. It wasn't necessary, but that's not going to be the case in all games. Exactly. So we do definitely need that backup center. I think that is the one thing that we should As the end of the try day, to people do. People sleep on the Utah Jazz. Um, Rudy Gobert exists, and Rudy Gobert a dunk in your fucking mouth. Yeah, uh, Nikolai Jokic. How many times he was the defensive player of the year? Uh, twice. So there you go, Nikola Jokic. I mean, I know Best center of the NBA. I right. I think so. I, I like. I like the argument. Of Joel Embiid and Nikolai Jokic. Nikolai Jokic, number one. I think in so, In my too. opinion. Yeah. I think he is the best center in the NBA right now. Not only is he... Um, he plays both sides. Both sides of the court. Not only... He's a point guard. So he can handle it, yep. He's a point guard. He can back down. He'll shoot in your mouth. He can shoot a three. I mean... I'll take him all day. Joel Embiid is amazing. I love him. And he's literally... I mean... it. it Bro, he's like half a step behind Jokic. Like, like he's not even that far behind. Um, yeah, no, people talk about centers. I think the center position is kind of good with those three guys. I think Gobert, I think uh, Jokic, and I think uh, uh, fuck, Andrew. What was All right, uh, who who the fuck are you talking? About? I uh, Anthony. Uh, we still got Car Anthony Towns and Aiden. Yeah. I, I I feel like they those, those right there, and then that was going to be my question that I was going to ask you because on uh, Arizona Sports Radio this week we're talking a lot about this, and they categorized because there was such a shortage of elite playing in that position. Consider eight in the top five center. Hell no. Yeah, no. I I, I come back to the mic. No, hell no. Well, who are the ones ahead of him? Well, we just talked about... We talked about three? Yeah, what were, what were the three we just talked about? Because we were talking about Jokic. We were talking about Embiid. And Gobert. We talked about uh, Gobert. Anthony Davis. Carl Anthony Towns. That's top five right there. Can you name a sixth? Above eight? No. All right, so top ten, not top five. Ah, there you go. <laughs> right, DeAndre right, right, right outside. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no, no. He he's on the outside looking in though. But let's and, be honest. And, okay, I, and, and I know you, you know and I, hang on, hang on, hang on. I know you and I have talked about this off air, but why don't you include uh uh fucking um the Greek freak into the top five conversation? Well, no, no, we're talking about centers though. Well, he can play the center position. No, Greek freak is not a center. He's a small forward. He's a, he's a forward. He's a five. You know, he's a four or a three. He's not a he's not a five. That's not his position. Yeah, you know, that's not that's not where he came out. That's not what he's he's advertised at. No, that's not his position. He's he's a, a three or okay. a four. So like, if you want to compare him to anything, I mean, people want. I mean, you can compare him to like Aaron Gordon. 
But honestly, okay. he wants to be compared to LeBron, but you can't because he can't shoot for shit. <laughs> hey, <said>. we're good. <laughs> we're looking good. <laughs> so no, um, no, I, 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 he's, I, I don't think he's big enough. I honestly think personally, back in the day, like if he was here, like, like ten years ago. With like the Marcus Camby's and the Kenyon Martins and that I mean, you know, the Shaquille was still was still out there. You know, Amari Stoudemire was still a beast. I mean, I don't know, just the centers and the power fours in the NBA. So wrong era. Yeah. No, okay. well no, right era for him. Right era for him. Uh, to to not have that competition. Yeah, no, he's, he's dominating. He's fucking dominating. Right. Yeah, no, All he's right. dominating. That's what I'm saying. But like if he wants to be proving himself, I mean, and I win a fucking playoff game or something. And I know the answer to this already, but in a player that maybe people outside of the Suns organization didn't give, you know, two looks to, but has definitely brought out another level, especially to the point guard position of the Phoenix Suns, who is, in your opinion, the best player off the bench for the Phoenix Suns? Oh, oh is, is it my turn? It is your turn. Oh, Cameron fucking Payne, baby. Oh, my fucking Jesus. Hey, hey, hey. Bulls. Bulls. The Bulls. <laughs> hey, Bulls. Bulls. I want to thank the Chicago. <laughs> I want to thank the Chicago Bulls. Thank you so much, bro. I am so happy to have this guy on our team, bro. He came out the other day, put up 17 points. I believe it was 10 assists. I mean, five boards against the Warriors. I mean, he got his time. And when he plays, he plays hard. He yes, always sir. comes in. He's always a fresh, fresh, fresh air off the bench. I, I'm so happy to have him. I love how the story began with him in terms of Phoenix Suns, with him just being in his pool and, like, right before the bubble. James Jones just called him, hey, man, you busy? You want to head down here? Test yourself out out here? And now look at him. And now he makes you not worry about Chris Paul getting some rest on the bench. Watching him the other day, I believe he played, I want to say, like 25 minutes of the game. And he earned every bit of it. Oh, my God. That guy, I fucking love campaign. I'm so happy to have campaign on the bench. I I really want to re-sign him. The way he plays, it's super consistent. He's been extremely consistent off the bench. The other day, he just kind of shined. It it was it was totally unexpected. I didn't, I mean, he put up he put up a double double, and yeah. I believe I believe he was like I, I want to say he was like seven of nine, maybe seven of eleven from the from the field. He only missed like four shots. I mean, he's consistent, he's efficient, and he plays defense. Yep. that is someone that you want playing for your team, and we're very happy to have him. I'm very happy to have him, and I'm very happy to have Booker and Chris Paul to make the uh, All-Star. Hey, Booker, hurry the fuck up and get better, man. Yes, sir, and we are expecting a lot of good things from our Phoenix Suns. Second half of the season, they making a deep playoff push. That is what we're asking for. We're not asking to make the playoffs. We're not, we're not trying to see, like, oh, maybe this can happen. Like, no, we are expecting the playoffs, and we are expecting a good run from these Suns. And for those of you out there who are listening, who are not expecting the same thing, who who say like the the pump the brake fans, every single one of you, the whole pump the brake, 
We have not done any. We have not. Blah, 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 blah. Yes. Officially, we have not won a title. But at the end of but the day. But do you not believe in your team? When are you going to stop pumping the brakes and start I, just rolling down the hill? Yes. And I bring this up because that game against LA, that minute where, where Devin Booker got ejected. And I told you, and I'll tell you guys listening. I screenshotted every single person across multiple Phoenix Suns groups on social media. What they say? Thanks, Book. We lost the game now. Oh, game's over. We lost. Refs gave the game to the Lakers. Oh, we got screwed again. This game goes to the Lakers. LA beat us again in the third quarter while having the lead. One player does not make this team as great as Devin Booker is, has been, and will be for the Valley. He is not the entire team, and he has shown us time and time again that he has created a culture around this locker room that says they can win above all costs. They can win no matter who is on the court. And the fact that we did not need Devin Booker, the fact that we don't need DeAndre Ayton on the court for the entire fourth quarter beating these Lakers, yes, shorthanded, yes, not the best that they can be, but they are still a name. It was still national TV, and it was still a game that we should have brought home early on. So this team can win as a team. And for all you people that just gave up on the Suns, y'all need to just reevaluate, reevaluate your sportsmanship. Are you part of this? If you're part of us, then you need to be in. You need to be all in because um, the Suns are real this year. And uh, I can't say that we're going to win the championship. That's that's a lot. God damn it, we're fucking trying. Yep. And it's looking fucking good as we try. And we appreciate you guys listening today. I think that's all we got. Danny. Thank you guys so much for listening to us. Remember, if you missed this or any part of the show, you guys can reach us across all social medias on Sticks and Kicks Facebook, Sticks.Kicks on Instagram, SticksKicks1 on Twitter to keep up with all of our predictions, our... Everything, predictions, our scores, our stats, our bullshit. We just appreciate you guys following us. Thank you so much for listening to Sticks and Kicks. This has been Danny. This has been Jeremy. Lucio Kenny sends their thoughts. Thank you.